Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. Co-host Liz. Hey, guys. And listen to all that energy. <laughs> oh, listen, she's she's here. I'm here. She's not feeling, uh, co-host Liz isn't feeling terribly great today, but she is soldiering on. My dedication to you, our dear listeners, brings me in the studio today to infect everyone else. Uh, listen, all three of us have young children. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're, we're why yeah. you're sick. Is that, is, that, is that why my immune system it's is probably. so bad? Because I don't have little Petri dishes running around my house? I think so. I honestly, we... I, I'm convinced they will pull the cure for cancer from the from the bloodstream of a kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, like, they will heal from gunshot wounds. They just, <laughs> they just, they just, anyway, uh, take a look at Eli. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. I've got the joke. Tell them what we're talking about today, Al. What's our main topic? Ready Player One. Yo, that movie was so sick that I got it. Wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a rousing start here. Okay, yeah, no, that's exciting. <laughs> really want to thank you for sharing that with us. Right. We're just gonna this is why both later. of you listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, be doing that. But, and uh, let's get some of this. We can get ready to get started here. Yeah. Can we? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what we're talking about first. What's up? Scooby hmm. Natural. I know I'm the only Scooby I know, Natural. I know you guys aren't. I know you guys aren't watching Supernatural. Oh. But Supernatural. Oh, I get it because it's dropped. Scooby. Yes, Supernatural dropped this episode I've been looking forward to for a very long time, where they get sucked into an episode of Scooby Doo, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> After 13 damn Were the Harlem Har- Har- Tr- Trudders there too? They or? were not. No. They were not. Was it any other wacky Yeah, it was oh, animated. For real. Yeah, it was a fully right. animated, and it was old school. Like, the animation style was very Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it was... I gotta tell you, like, I, after 13 damn seasons, this show is actually... I think this is its best season ever. Which is insane to me. Because it's been going for 13 seasons. That's a lot of seasons. It's many seasons. Well, you figure the writers, they start getting yeah, exhausted after a couple of seasons. So they're just like, right. throw it all at the wall. Like, we can't do any wrong at this point. I'm what do- are they going to do? Fire us? Right, well, And this is the thing. This was the quote from the showrunner. You know, is it really jumping the shark if you never come down? And he said that He said that back like season five or six. Right. And he just he literally happened. And he was like, let's do ten more seasons and see if we could, how long we can just keep this ridiculous. And it's oh. amazing. So all my other, t- I know I got a bunch of other Supernatural listeners out there. Guys, seriously, that episode was amazing. I think Supernatural is what would have happened if we had kept Buffy on. Conceivably. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, I yeah. feel like, I feel like those types of shows gather that type of fan base. Like, if Firefly had survived, <laughs> we might have had, like, a 12-season run of Firefly because the fans were just Twist. that dedicated. Twist. <laughs> no, no, no. I could, we could still talk about it. I'm actually thrilled because Firefly is now on Hulu. It was on Netflix forever. Uh-huh. And then it's, it dropped off. Yeah. But now it's appeared on Hulu. Yeah, that whole one season was taking up so much room in the database. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But now it's on Hulu, so now I can rewatch the same 13 episodes over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, I wonder if this is a thing, because American Gods did something similar with the whole, uh, like, the newer god, the electronic one, or they do the claymation episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like tripping balls <laughs> the whole time. Right. Like that was it, it's artistic and it's different, which, you know. With... Well, I mean, you see, it's on Community did yeah. their. Uh, uh, did a claymation episode. They did a claymation episode. They, they did, did a puppets a, episode. They did a yeah. video game episode. They mm-hmm. did do a video game episode. God, Community was such a great show. Right? It was. Well, when you're right. not, when you're not, you know, being uh, suppressed by the networks, right. it allows creativity. And what you, do you know? You, and, you, and you do see with CW, like I, I, I follow Supernatural way too closely, and uh, uh, one of the, one of the, I think the, the main executive for CW was asked about whether or not Supernatural get renewed, and he said something like. 
they can keep going as long as they want. Is basically <laughs> what he said in the quote. Like, and I'm like, that's awesome because CW's like, hey, you're doing great. Just keep making money and let us know if you need anything. Well, CW has the Flash and those other shows, right? Right. They got yeah, they're just like numbers. renew everything. We don't care. <laughs> you guys do whatever you want. Exactly. There's no rules anymore. That is the easiest. Uh, Seriously, that executive team is the easiest job in the world. <laughs> they're like, hey, is Greg Berlanti quit? No. <laughs> all right, then I'll see you guys next week. In fact, like, they, they just renewed all of the Berlanti shows. Yes, they did. For renewed, next season. They renewed the whole CW. And and Berlanti, <laughs> before they even announced that there was going to be a next season of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, they were like, oh, bro, by the way, we're bringing Constantine over, the one from NBC. He's going to be on the Wave Rider. Yes. And it looks like they might even bring in Batman Beyond. Ooh. I saw rumors of that. Yeah. See, I... so. Constantine showing up it might be enough to get me to start watching Legends of Tomorrow. And it's so like it, it makes sense why he would be there, like everything. Oh yeah, like he's. A, I mean, he makes sense for that kind of. I actually so am good. still loving Black Lightning too. I'm still. I'm a couple episodes back. Yeah. But I'm loving Black Lightning. I haven't jumped on board yet. It's it's. Good, I'm man. I'm way behind on Berlanti. I got to catch up when they hit Netflix. Oh uh, well. Yeah. You're not missing much on the other shows, I think. You never think. Boom. 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 All right, now we can talk about this other stuff. Uh, so let's talk about. Oh, I'm gonna start off by mispronouncing this guy's name. <laughs> oh come on. Is it? Uh, I'm gonna go with Angad. Yeah, probably. Sure. Angad. There's another Dayani. H in there. Angad Dayani. Dayani. Uh, anyway, this. So th- let me let me tell you. What, I may have been getting this guy's name wrong, but you're gonna want to keep an ear out for it. Yeah. Pronounced correctly. Because uh, I have a feeling you'll be hearing from this guy more than once. He is a 19-year-old from Mumbai, which is in India, for those of you who are geographically challenged. Right. Uh, that's where Mumbai lives. Why did you point at me when you said that? I was pointing in the ether, but you uh, <laughs> seem to have internalized that one a little bit. That's okay, though. Hey, hey, not everybody's good at geography. I actually tried to tell somebody that I wasn't good at geography once, and I accidentally said, I'm not very good at geometry. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a shining moment. I'm not good at geometry either. I mean, if that helps you... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so states or shapes? <laughs> technically, yes. Uh, so anyway, so uh, nineteen-year-old, self-educated after ninth grade, went to go work with uh, an MIT mechanical group there through until he was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. He is a self. He's a, a an inventor and just kind of he, look. He's a nineteen-year-old Indian version of Elon Musk. By That's what ni- this kid is. By nineteen years old, this kid has accomplished more than you ever will in your entire life. Let that one sink in, folks. Mm-hmm. No, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. There's something I think at my age you just accept. Look, at thirty, everybody <laughs> it wasn't my time. It wasn't. It wasn't my time. This one. This one's not going to be about me. Uh, but he, so he's so, so far he has either designed, invented, designed, or worked on a team that designed. Uh-huh. Just to grab a couple of them here, a low cost ECG heart monitor. A car controlled by hand gestures, which admittedly seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like it's for, like the 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 ship in Black Panther. Right. What's right, right. the purpose of that though? Uh, for people whose legs don't work. Oh, okay. Right now, I'm just picturing like, well, if you have hands and you can gesture, why would you need to do something else other than <laughs> touch the steering wheel? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I mean, I mean, they they have uh, for 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 folks who are disabled, they have uh. uh I've seen it. It connects to the pedal, and it comes up like a pole that comes up. Well, I've seen, yeah, hand, I've seen hand controls. Right, hand, but this one was just apparently like just gestures. Like, yeah, I, I think similar to what you saw in Black Panther. Um, and that. How do you like come to a short stop? It's like, <laughs> I just, I feel like I would kill myself, but <laughs> I feel like other people would really have that would be really useful for them. Uh, and then the iPad, I E Y E, not the letter, hmm. uh, which instantly translates written English or French to Braille. That's pretty cool. Wait, what? What? How? 
I don't know. I am not a 19-year-old Indian genius. Order one of those. Um, I would like to now translate everything into Braille. It has to be written. I just want to know what it, like, does something, it's a little, it's a little pad that does it, like, pop up and go, like, like, here's your little Braille. I don't know. That's so interesting. Right? But that's what this guy did. So now, uh, apparently, he so he does a lot of speaking, to a lot, a lot of, he does a lot of public speaking stuff, mm-hmm. because, of course, he does at that point. Right. Um, he does, like, TED Talks. Right. So he went from <laughs> uh, Mumbai over, moved to the United States. He's got a couple startups going. He's got all this stuff. Well, he had this, uh, he, he was trying to tackle air pollution, mm-hmm. uh, which is a serious problem in India and China and, and actually- The world. The world over, mm-hmm. but particularly in large cities, LA, you know, we hear about it all the time. So he, uh, uh, somebody was talking to him about air filtration, using air filters to help alleviate this. And uh, I think he was talking to somebody. I think he was talking to some developers or somebody in India who laughed and told him it couldn't be done or something like that. Uh, to which he said, "You can go fuck yourself." <laughs> so he has developed, and I'm going to try to explain this as simply as simply as I can. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a about, it says about 20 feet high. Mm-hmm. It's got it's a five stage air filtration system. There are uh, two main chambers, one for large particles, which will cast catch actual dust and large, I mean, we, relatively large, like, you know, for air. Right. Uh, and then a second one that is specifically designed to catch microscopic carbon pro- particles, which is important because those cause lung cancer. That is so rad. Right. How, right. So, so, so what does the article say about, does it say anything about how many this will take to clean up like an entire city? Uh, like, presumably like, a, a fair number. Yeah. But what like, is did, this going to be like on every corner in New York or something? You know what I mean? I don't know. He did not get into that, but he did say, but he, he was, he's building, he, he's designing for scale. He's designing that these yeah. things could right. be, he took existing technology and he shrunk it. And then um, he sets it up. Like one of the big pieces there is if you think about the filter on, I mean, your dryer has got an air filter built into it, you know, yeah. and you've got to change that bad boy out every, well, Ideally, every you're load out. Every, every, I mean, let's say every, every load. Let's say three loads. <laughs> sure. I think is fair. You know. <laughs> Ooh, that's how house fires start. No, <laughs> clean no, your no, no. trap. Ten to twelve is how how fires start. I think my record is fifteen, but that's another oh story. Oh my god! <laughs> um, another point. It's just like a solid hunk of. It's a lot easier to get out that way. Gross. You know, it's a little singed on the edges. On the on the edges, so it's easy to. Anyway, just like contacts, you just let it build just, up, and eventually it... you can just peel them off. Oh. There, there's literally literally like life pro tips where they say, save the lint from your dryer. It's great for starting fires. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really great. I'm kindling. The I get yeah, kindling fire starter. Anyway, the point here is that um, so rather than using uh, a filter like the actual filters itself, which would have to be changed daily, mm-hmm. it actually collects the and collects and deposits them into large can- containers that are attached to the, fil- the filter system, which then only have to be changed in every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the carbon side in particular, depending upon the type of quality of carbon, it can actually be reused and can actually be sold, mm. which would mean that you have the you know, the capacity because oh, they're already doing this with car exhaust. Uh, there's a, a company that has developed this uh, technology that takes the carbon and collects it and uses it for printer ink. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Right? That's pretty cool. Right? So this guy, I, I'm assuming Elon, uh, if he and Elon aren't friends yet, they should be. Either that or sworn enemies. Well, they're not going to be right. friends on Facebook because eventually... Elon deleted <laughs> right. Facebook. Yeah. So. They'll eventually be sworn enemies, I'm sure. Right. Well, that's what. that's fine. Uh, I mean, the the, the the important part here is that uh, we, we, we need we, we need a couple more of these, like, young, hip geniuses to go through and do cool things. Yeah. Speaking of Elon, I know we're not doing it this week in Elon, but did you catch all of the the SpaceX April Fool's nonsense? On, yeah. Yes. Oh, that was so great. There was a lot of really, like, legit. 
Actually, Dan got me with. Uh, <laughs> he posted an article from Lexus that was uh, the 23andMe. It's the genetic, yeah, the DNA. DNA we go send away. Finally, uh-huh. uh, Lexus is a partner with 23andMe to design a car specifically to meet your genetic needs. <laughs> and Tesla, and Tesla you were did put one. It on the show, like this is so cool, guys. <laughs> no, actually, I looked at that and I thought, here's the thing. I would not be shocked that Lexus did that. Right. Like, like just yeah. The only, the only, re- only time I became. What could possibly be genetically from the car? I don't know. <laughs> but rich folk do crazy shit like that. So <laughs> yeah, why not? The only, the thing that finally got me was when it was talked about how to start the. You don't even. There was no keys. Uh, you, you, you lick the uh, <laughs> the steering wheel. The DNA. <laughs> And that was when I was like, I started to read. I'm like, oh, I don't think this is real. Oh, I don't think this is like the steering wheel. Oh, okay, okay, this isn't real. Well, speaking of Elon, we'll get him in here a little bit. Uh, Tesla put out uh, a similar commercial for April Fools uh, with Serato. That was like you could DJ while you drive. <laughs> it was a Serato controller built into the steering wheel. Since you're on autopilot, you can just you know mix your beats <laughs> while you're driving. It was That's pretty cool. The best. That. <laughs> I tell you, until I can I can sit back and sip on a tasty beverage, mm-hmm. I'm not impressed with self-driving cars. <laughs> uh, moving on to things that Elon is not associated with. Yes, there let's be is, clear about that. <laughs> just, although according to them, so um, there was the a company a company called Human Mission to Mars, and here's and here's how it works. Very no, the company's simple. Mars One. Oh, Mars One. I'm sorry, Mars One. Um, very simple. If you, as an average person, wanted to go to Mars. And start a new life there. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was fill out this application, submit forty dollars, uh, and they'll put you through a rigorous training piece. And uh, then when they launch to Mars, boom, you'll you... be one of the first to die. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically. Uh, so uh, I, you guys aren't going to believe this. Uh, it may have been a hoax. What? what? So. Um, so were people actually paying? Oh yeah. Not as many as they claimed. Wonderful. They were claiming something like, I think, 200,000. Mm. Uh, but when they started investigating, the problem here was everything was fine until actual journalists started investigating. Do we, so, do we even know uh, how much area there is on Mars that is livable that you're going to just bring 200,000? Zero. There's zero <laughs> livable, uh, actually, yeah. right now, none Correct. on Mars. Yeah, well, they were budgeting this whole project was being budgeted at six billion. Mm-hmm. Now I know six billion seems like a lot of money, because it is. Right. Quick, do six billion divided by forty. How many people would they need to sign up? <laughs> well, well, yeah. First, do two hundred thousand people times forty, and that's how much their their uh, get paid by mail program worked. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, it turns out the two hundred thousand number might be a little inflated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Lance Bass thirty six times. I mean, if that's I could get like really like a hundred people oh, right, to send forty dollars, I'd call it a win. <laughs> Yeah, he. NSYNC recorded that song "Space Cowboy" and it really got to his head. <laughs> it did. Well, they, <laughs> they they took a look. Um, so uh, uh, let's see where, where my notes here. There we go. So yeah, six billion is actually not enough to to get people to Mars. They also Mars one uh, explained that they were uh, they had contracts signed with both uh, SpaceX and um, uh, Boeing. No, who? What's uh? What's, Virgin. What no? What's uh? What's what's Bezos's? Amazon. <laughs> yeah, well, Bezos has a yeah. He's Amazon got a space, space thing too. I forget. Anyway, the two he's got with 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 a couple of these companies contracts to use their ships to get them there. Uh, ah. And the the journalist, after asking some very basic questions, came back with, actually, they said that's not true at all. <laughs> um, they don't know who you are, what you're talking about. Uh, and then we also had I want to I want to I want to just quote 
from a navy uh a navy engineer blue origin is the name of blue Bezos. so there's a uh they uh, they do add after you pay your 40 dollars with your application there's a rigorous process that they go through like physical uh i don't know but the um, I'm not paying forty dollars to find out. <laughs> but um, he said. Uh, but when asking this this one guy from the uh, this naval engineer, uh, hey, we, he was starting to get a little suspicious and pulled out after he said, uh, in regards to finding water, he says a lot of their technology for finding water was just like, yeah, you scoop up some water with sand and get the water from that. But there was no details provided. What? what? Don't they know that you use a Y shaped stick? <laughs> <laughs> that. That's. I, mean, uh, that, I think that's what Elon's planning on doing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. He's going to get a million people up there, and then he's going to grab his stick. What's the technical? There's a technical name for that. Yeah, the mining rod is. That's oh. right. God, you just had that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much water do you search for, bro? <laughs> Not enough. Um, so that's what these do, though. I'm going to wait till Elon's got a summer home there. Mm-hmm. When Elon's got a summer home on Mars, and he like zipping back and forth and going and hanging out, like that's when I'll be like, all right, all right, I'm ready to make this trip. I'll be, I'll be he's a gardener. Said he's not going. Right. <laughs> He's like, no, I have a family. I'm not going to Mars. Are you insane? Like, I want, does he want his 40 bucks back, though? I mean, that's like... Elon wants his 40 bucks back. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, Yeah, so I'm just saying that, that there may be... If, if nobody's made it to Mars yet, maybe it's a little early to submit your 40 bucks. Yeah. I think that would be my pro tip um, for, for you there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What have we got next here? Oh, yes. Rampage. Rampage. Okay, so did ever we all saw Ready Player One over the weekend? Did everyone catch the trailer for this? And it was oh, yeah. was it the first time that you had seen the trailer? Oh god, it's no. the, oh it's the first time I saw the trailer. I, I was excited we talked about this trailer. Did we? I don't think. I so. don't think we did. No, I. I have a terrible memory, one. so I could be lying. But the first trailer. I don't think it. we talked about this. Well, regardless, Rampage is uh was originally a video game for the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That was. They have um a a arcade version of it at um, oh. joysticks yes downtown if you and, ever want to play rampage and and uh and so basically you play as the monster as either king kong or godzilla or mothra depending upon which version you're playing right and then i never played the godzilla, version with mothra uh and then you um you, you knock down buildings and eat people that's yeah. the whole point you of punch it. holes in the buildings and you eat the people inside right and then you got to get off the building before it falls down otherwise you'll get hurt right and turn into a very tiny version of yourself exactly somehow that's called the rock science <laughs> just science uh there's also a board game called rampage that then it had to be renamed because uh they didn't get permission to do that um and uh, that's speaking of which and that yes yeah, and that is actually uh worth noting here so uh, uh the trailer drops now the rock is in rampage because they somehow managed to turn that concept into a movie right and they said yeah yeah like yeah. and everybody was like that's a terrible idea and they said yeah but we got the rock and everybody's like well i mean let's see what happens yeah. <laughs> so and, and he's gonna wear a beige shirt. Right. That's important. Yes. I. Uh, well, you gotta show off those muscles. Dude. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, he. I'm proud of him for wearing shirts in all of his movies. <laughs> Seriously. He's, I'm, I'm gonna be really clear. If I had a body like that, I would never put a shirt on ever. Just ever. He went 25 years without eating candy. He should take his shirt off and everything. He really, really? should. Yeah. Uh, he ate candy for the first time on Jimmy Fallon, or Jimmy Kimmel, one of the Jimmys. For the first time since he was a child. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did he think? Did he like it? Um, a couple of them he was okay with. A couple he was like, nah, let's pass. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it wasn't even good candy. It was like Twizzlers and stuff. Oh, ew. They didn't give him like Reese's Cups. That's true. Don't well, don't give The Rock Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. No. 
Everything will be. I mean, within a year, he'll he'll look like me. Aww. You know, they're like, you're not missing much. Here's uh, some Swedish fish. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't give Twizzlers. I'd have gone red vines because then he absolutely here's some candy corn. Ugh. You know. Yeah. Here's just, some black licorice. Yeah. But just black jelly beans. Only black jelly beans. You're gonna be. Anyway, the point here is, uh, Rampage. That was the movie, and so this gentleman by the name of who's now this one I'm gonna mispronounce and not care at all. Yeah. The Weeble. Uh, I'm I'm assuming it's uh Uwe Bull. The Weeble. I'm just, mush- I'm just mushing them both together. I think, you, I think you actually got it right. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed in that. Uh, Uwe Boll, that's Uwe is his first name, Boll is his last name, uh, was threatening legal action against Warner Brothers uh, for Rampage, demanding that they change the title. This is because in 2009, I actually wrote this down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2009, he made, it was like a three-part. Yep, a th- yeah, I started a trilogy that was titled Rampage. And I just, I just, I want to read you the IMDb summary (laughs) for the 2009 movie Rampage. A man with a thirst for revenge builds a full body armor from Kevlar and goes on a killing spree. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, it didn't star The Rock. Let's just go ahead and get that part out there now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It didn't Um, even star Vin Diesel. No. No. I know what fine. It's like falling down, I guess. Yeah. But. But with Kevlar? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not really like, I don't know if you really want to draw a lot of attention to that being your movie. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, strapping mm-hmm. on body armor going on a killing spree does not play well with American audiences in 2018. Especially, yeah, especially, yeah. It just doesn't. It's not a, but he's demanding legal action. Well, unless you're the Punisher. That was it. That exactly. was it. That was it. That was the description? Yeah, that was a full description. You were finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that you were just giving us the first line and like, okay, now let's break no, this no, no. apart. No, no, no. That was talk- all. That was all, but his statement. Oh, I, 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 that's essentially how it goes. I mean, there's there's three movies, and they're all essentially so, the same oh. thing. It's my feelings are hurt. I'm gonna take it out on these bad guys. So this guy didn't even make the same movie. It just has oh, the no. same right. name. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I did waste a little bit of our uh, senior legal correspondent, T. Brad Petrino Esquire, of course, Jack and Associates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did waste a little bit of his time on this to ask him his. His thoughts to make sure that everything was uh, legit. Yeah, he and literal rocket scientist Travis both came back together and said, "No, no, <laughs> you can't trademark a name." That's not, yeah, that's not how movies work, especially across the pond. Right, uh, but I do want to uh, just so the story feels like it was worth it for you all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you now Uwe Boll's full statement. Yes, oh boy. Uh, and just so we're clear here, I'm reading his statement, grammatical errors and all. Fantastic. We are living now in a world where independent movies are dead and the big players only are making all the money. That they then use developed brands and ideas from established series such as my Rampage films in order to make even more money is unfair but typical. My English teacher just failed me. Like, <laughs> like I just failed, like, 12th grade English. Was that one giant run-on sentence? Uh, no, that was technically two. The new Rampage movie will shrink my brand and my revenues I can make in the future with my Rampage movies. It confuses the audience. I want the Warners to change the title. I'm sorry. I want that. I'm sorry. I want that Warners change the title, especially because the new movie has nothing to do with the Rampage and looks more like Jumanji 2 and is one of those typical feel-good popcorn bullshit movies that the studios use to brainwash America even more. (laughs) That part may be fair. Uh, 
All these kinds of movies, including Transformers Avengers, are helping military industrial complex in America to win and have retards like Trump be American president. Who would say that the earth is flat as soon as they think they can benefit from this? I don't disagree with everything. Isn't there some kind of clause somewhere (laughs) that says that as soon as you use retards in an official statement, like your argument is now completely null and void? I I think so. I mean, like you can't do that. Like, <laughs> you, I, you're done, New Weeble. Uh, I want to. I actually want to give him credit for and not. It's not often just somebody lambast both Hollywood and Trump. Yeah. In the same statement, way to go after everybody. It was refreshing. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously he's an equal opportunity hater. It really but, just sounds like he just freaking hates America. It, it's, is what's going I think on. he just seems angry. Period. So it seems like I think he's just mad because his movie was stupid. But wouldn't you want brand no. confusion if you're him? Right, isn't that? Wouldn't you want people to accidentally watch your movie? Right. Yes. I don't see the rock anywhere in this. I guess we'll keep watching. (laughs) Strap in. Yeah. No. Uh. So yeah. So that was that was that was our thoughts from Mr. Wibble. Are we going to review Rampage now? (laughs) No, please, please don't make us do that. (laughs) Uh, I I think we've seen that movie. Twice at least at in the least. last four years. Yeah. Before they put the title yeah. up on the screen, as I was watching the preview, I was like, "Are we doing Mighty Joe Young again?" <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's San Andreas with a monkey. At first, we'll see. At first, I got really excited because I was like, "Oh my god, we're getting a Congo remake." We're not getting oh, a Congo no, remake. No, no. That's not what we're doing. But I, I mean, look. Here's the deal. I love The Rock. I love his movies. <laughs> like Al's, not... Al's gonna go see this movie. Hands, yeah, I mean, hands down. Not in theaters, but yeah. Uh, they're He'll not, see part two in theaters. <laughs> right. They're not. <laughs> th- these are not. These are not good movies in the traditional sense. Right. But they are fun. Yeah. And I got no issue. I like turning my brain off and going to watch a movie. There's way too much fucking reality out there. This one doesn't look fun. This one looks like a very serious conflict of monsters that are destroying things around them, and we should. Take but this things very go seriously. boom. Yeah. Innocent <laughs> lives, guys. Like innocent I, lives. Seriously. I like the bond between ape and man. I think that's. As a guy who looks a decent amount like a gorilla, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know your ancestors. Al's really right? into sentient gorillas. I'm just saying, like, just body hair alone, uh, <laughs> temperament. My love of bananas is well known. So throwing your own excrement, you know, not anymore. Uh, I've finally managed to stop that. <clears throat> but you know, we, we oh we, high school, we've had that gap where you know Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> retired. And we haven't had that like just lovable action star to hold on to for a long time, and Rock oh God, has is, finally is, brought it. Is the Rock, finally is the Rock our new? Well, army? I mean, it's, he's been here for a little while, but yeah. that that gap was finally covered. I agree. Yeah. Did you guys hear about Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, surgery? Mm-hmm. Open heart. Yeah, he had open oh. heart surgery like this past weekend, but right before he went under, the last thing he said was, "I'll be back." Shut up. And the <laughs> first thing that he said when he woke up was. I'm back. I was listening to him. He, this you know is what, what he does. You know what? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not even mad. Good at on it. you. Yeah. Good yeah. on you, dude. Yeah, you got to do that. Know your brand. Yeah. Own it. Know your brand. Yeah, I was listening to I was listening to him do like a political commentary, like an interview. Uh-huh. They're asking him about I forget what it was, but they're asking him about something like some tax, whatever type of stuff, and he so he's explaining his policy and what he did. And at one point he was like, "Yes," and then I decided we had to terminate. <laughs> Yeah, and he just like no. he stopped for a dramatic pause. You can hear himself smiling at himself, like you can hear that's him smiling. Awesome. He does. Then that's the thing too is I've heard I've heard multiple interviews with with him, yeah. and he does. He works his like he has literally become an action movie star. Yeah, but only in terms of dialogue. I'm pretty sure in his press release about the surgery, he mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm having sur- surgery for this and this and this, uh, but it's not a tumor. 
I'm yeah. sure, I, I guarantee, yeah. I, guarantee. I would not even be a tiny bit surprised. <laughs> uh, on the other end of the entertainment end, yeah. uh, Westworld. Yes, Westworld. Holy shit. I love Westworld. <laughs> this makes me sad that I canceled my HBO okay. subscription. So, all right, so folks, here's what I'm going to try to walk you through what what happened here. <laughs> um, so they dropped another trailer for Westworld, and we're not... Season well, two. Season, I'm sorry, yeah, season two of Westworld. Um, and so the way... I mean, I don't... I, I, I don't... Like, I hear the thing. I spend <laughs> a lot of time on... Like researching geek stuff, like yeah. that's it is it is literally a I mean it is literally a job mm-hmm. uh, that I I spend time reading and researching all of geek culture all of the time. It's mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would never ever have thought to do this. Yeah. So during the trailer, there is this shot of a camp uh, that has a map of Westworld set up and this. And it's on, like a holographic, right? Yeah, holographic, 3D. right? Yeah. And then, uh, thank you. And then, on, on the four corners of it are four little containers. Uh, and one of those containers is sitting at a spot where it's turned at an angle, where you can see what just looks like some kind of random geometric design. There's a sticker that goes down the side of it, and it's on the screen for literally all of two seconds. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. That is literal two seconds. It's on screen. Somebody looked at that, realized that it was a binary code took that binary code, put it into a binary calculator, pause. I had no idea a binary calculator was a thing. <laughs> I understand what binary is. It's the zero one zero one thing, yeah. right? Right. So I can but I have no like and so I mean if you told me that was binary, I could say I could tell you that that either means it's zero zero one zero zero or it's one 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 because I don't know which one's which. Right, right. But I mean <laughs> but somebody put it into a binary calculator, which then gave them a website. Oh man. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to this website you then get a um uh a secret trailer and then that was uh i think discover i'm oh, sorry so and that was the first one so that part alone i was like holy crap yeah this is what we're talking about on the show and so then i started researching a little bit more that's but the wait, tip of the damn iceberg there's more yeah. mm-hmm. there's In- also Inception style right there's also discoverwestworld.com and DelosIncorporated.com, Delos being the parent company that owns Westworld in the in the show. Uh, not to be confused, by the way, with Delos.com, because Delos.com is actually a real company. Uh-huh. Uh, and they are here, too. I feel like I have to share this because I went to Delos.com <laughs> like three times on accident. Um, Delos.com is here, too. I'm quoting from their website. Trans- transform our homes, offices, schools, and other indoor environments by placing health and wellness at the center of design and construction decisions. So that's what Delos, the non, the, the real oh. Delos... Well, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, well, I'm sure that some guy that was like some guy was a fan of the old Westworld movie that from like the 70s, right? And thought we'll name it Delos. Ah, oh, that'll book. be fun, right? And then they saw they'll H- never come back and bite us in the right. End. Then they saw HBO come on, like, oh, f- all right. <laughs> anyway, um, all of which goes, and all of these websites have stuff, more stuff built into them, and more like it's it's creepy. Well, there's yeah. like apparently like you have to glitch out the second secret trailer somehow yep. on the website to get to even more secret stuff in the website which basically yep. like is very creepy and it's and it's basically you know it's like we've taken over you know oh, yeah. there is no way in there is no way out like Yes, that is actually at uh discoverwestworld.com. Yeah. And you can actually it has the little like uh, automated bot that you can talk with, you know, like a little assistant mm-hmm. and its answers are creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy 
as hell. They are doing some really cool marketing stuff. I yeah. love Westworld so much. Did you see their? <laughs> they also announced their uh they had their April Fool's thing, and so on their uh <laughs> I think it was I think it was Dallas Incorporated. I'm a Dallas Incorporated Westworld. They announced like a bunch of, of different. <laughs> yeah, uh, they had Shogun World, which has been confirmed, which we kind of saw at the end of the last right. one there. Uh, they also had uh, uh Hotlantis. <laughs> that one made me laugh really hard. <laughs> uh, Sherman High, which is from your Breakfast Club. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my favorite was Triassic Park, uh, <laughs> with a little disclaimer that said pending litigation. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, we're I, I'm stoked, man. I I mean I love the first season, but I think I'm reaching like Ames on Thrones level excitement. <gasps> I'm so upset that we never did. We never did an episode where we talked about Westworld, where we actually like broke it down like we've done with some of our shows. And yeah, we're, guys, like we're, we do with our movies. You guys should do it now. We're, we, should, we're, we should do a primer before when season does, two. When does season two drop? April 22nd. Oh, I was going to say, you don't have time to do a full episode, full season one breakdown. <laughs> Pro- no, probably no, 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 not. But we probably. could do a, a primer for season two. Yeah, and we should, and we may and we may want to look at episode breakdowns for season two, too. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, this this show is this show is gone next level. You on guys it. should do that next week because actually, I won't be here actually and have, I haven't seen Westworld. <laughs> we have war uh, next week's already. I think we have we have other things. Hmm. We have things. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that now cover, I have FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, all right, so now we're gonna we're gonna break down our uh, our movie review here for Ready Player One. So um, before we do any spoilers, though. We're talking about a, uh, for B-roll. We're talking about Ratman, Rat which is a legitimate vigilante that has been spotted on UCF. You want to come back for that, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so just fast forward like to the all the way to the end, and then like rewind a little bit. Yeah, until you just, get, just until just, you get to the end of us being like oh, Ready Player One, and then you're like fast forward a little bit. I'm just I don't saying. know how to how to quickly and accurately get to B-roll. Maybe we should separate our B-roll and drop it as an extra video. We Perhaps. should. We're going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff with the YouTube, so you should check those out. People. I just came mm-hmm. up with that live on the air. Yeah, you did. That definitely wasn't a data we've discussed before. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, <laughs> break down Ready Player One. All right, so real quick recap there for you guys who are just joining us for our very first ever one of these. Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome. Uh, we break this thing down out of a to- of uh, five categories. We each rank one to ten, so a perfect movie would get a fifty. So uh, we come and all the spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry, all of the spoilers uh, effective from this point forward. Spoilers, ooga, something, something. Um, <laughs> we break it down in five categories: originality. Are they doing something that we haven't seen before, or is this a retread of, cla- of 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 you know regular tropes and things? Stories where we're looking at plot, we're looking at pacing, we're looking at um uh. uh, uh stakes and all of those types of things mm-hmm. characters we look at the individual characters we look at the actors performances we looked at whether the characters are are well defined and have agency or are they just you know the standard tropes doing standard trope things mm-hmm. uh technical is uh where we look at the director at the at the, the work the director did we look at the score we look at the technical the cgi we look at all those things and then the overall enjoyment just did you did you did you have fun? Did you walk out like that was fun kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So uh, each of these will be we'll each give our scores for this, and then uh, we will fight it out until we agree on a number. And I think based on some very preliminary conversations, we by the way also so you all know do not discuss our numbers beforehand. We Correct. we find out the numbers as we go around here. Uh, but based on some very preliminary comments, I think we're gonna have some fighting on our hands. Can we do initial thoughts? Um, I want to know where your temperature's at because we haven't even done that. Sure, let me do that. Let we me, usually do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that first. Let me go ahead and give you some quick numbers on this because I I got numbers this time. Look at you. I did things. Uh, so Ready Player One, directed by Steven Spielberg. This is PG-13 at a butt-numbing two hours and twenty minutes long. <laughs> I feel that 
long enough. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has got set at a 76 as of today. Hmm. Uh, Metacritic has got it at a 64. Okay. Box office, it did uh, 58 million domestic, 127 global. Uh, sorry, not or foreign, I guess. Uh, one hundred one hundred eighty-six million total score, and uh, did manage to occupy the number one spot in theaters. Although, if it didn't, that would be if it wasn't number if one. If it in didn't, it would be because of Black Panther, right? <laughs> and it would also be horrific for a movie that was this big and this this large in scope. Yeah, right. it's Spielberg. So, right, uh, Spielberg actually directing, which is yeah become increasingly rare. I mean, he's got DreamWorks, uh, and he's got his own production company and things like that. So, there's a lot of things that you'll see Spielberg as a as a producer on. Yeah. But very few things that you'll see him actually as the director on. Um, not as many, I guess. The Post, I think, was the last one I, th- I know that he did. I believe The not Post. Sure. Anyway. Uh, all right. So initial reactions. I'll uh, I'll let you go first, Liz. I... Well, I think we should say real quick also that the three of us have read the book. Liz has not. Yes, oh, yes. I have not read the book. So let's try and maybe keep that out of the scoring. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. We're, we're scoring the movie. We're... I tried. Right. I tried with the book. And my problem with it is what I think one of you said it when we were talking about it is that it started to aggravate me because it felt like it was written to be turned into a movie. That was me. Yeah. Mm. And it and I couldn't even because you were in my brain, man. Well, it was actually sold. The the movie rights were sold before the book was published. Yes. Oh. But it's so taken then, yes, forever yes, to get it, it actually made. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they just could get clearance on um, 80% of their IP that they wanted to use. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So initial, uh, so initial reactions. How, how are you feeling about it? I adored this movie. Yeah. I this movie kind of blew me away. All right. Because I think I I walked into it kind of not like not expecting anything. I had like zero expectations. Like I wasn't like expecting to not like it, but I also wasn't expecting to like it. I was just like, oh, let's go see what this is gonna be like. And I walked out like, oh my god, that was so great. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Dan. Um, I liked it. It it hit all the major notes I think uh, that I was looking for it to to hit. Um, it had tons of great references. It was fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's the three letter word that sums it up. F U N. It was fun. So it was a good movie. It yeah. was a good movie, and it was fun. But uh, I think fortunately I went into it with some very high expectations. We, we were oh, looking no. for something more than fun. Yes. Yeah. I, I was looking for. We'll, we'll talk about you know what no i was looking for you know a trilogy a multi-movie type of setup i was hoping it would they would go big and go grand because it had all the ma- it has all the makings to do it but uh they just sort of shotgunned it as fast as they could shoved it down your throats um made their money so i actually i think i'm coming in from a, a pretty unique perspective hmm. i didn't i mean the book was good i didn't think the book was that great Hmm. I think, and I, I apparently am the only one, because uh, I mean, like, I've got I have friends that tell me it's their favorite book ever. They've read it, they've they've reread it three or four or five times. I don't think I there's there's nothing about that book that would make me want to pick it back up and read it again. So, I just so hmm. but, my my question to you, book sorry. readers, is I have heard that the movie was not identical to the book. It was reminiscent of the book. Like here's it, the comparison. Well, here's the comparison I would make. Uh, World War Z. No, the book was closer. No, that's bull crap. No, not that's, quite that bad. Not a quite that a bad. lot of people are reacting that way. That's absolute crap. The World War Z is completely different from the movie. Uh, if you've seen the movie World War Z, I've, with not, Brad I've, Pitt, neither, I've neither seen nor read. It's a ad, It's a they're coming run kind of zombie yeah. movie. 
where the book was like interviews with hundreds of people that had survived the zombie apocalypse and yeah. their experience of it. Yeah, that's true. I, it's I a think, completely different book. Yeah, yeah. I'm exaggerating, but World War yeah. Z. World War Z. I think they found somebody tore the cover off the book and left it on the ground. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> else picked it up and said, "I can make a movie based on this cover." Yeah. Went, no, but I will. I will say this: like the 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 my reaction to the movie here. Um, I went to Universal and saw this IMAX 3D big screen mm-hmm. full thing mm-hmm. for you specifically because you always ask. Yeah, and you never when, do that. Right. Yeah. But for this one, because I was not hot on the book, I wanted to go in and I wanted to mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I gave this thing every chance. Mm-hmm. I think I came out okay. Yeah. It was good. It was, uh, it, was it was a fun Steven Spielberg movie. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. This won't go. This won't go to the top of his. Movie. I think no, 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 no. That's the way to see it because I saw it at a Loma Cinema Grill. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of podunk and not very nice at all. Uh, um, so it hurt it a lot. Yeah, because it's I saw it's it, built in a digital environment. You need to watch it in a digital theater. See, yes. I saw it standard. I saw it, but I saw it at the um, Plaza Cinema Cafe downtown, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel be it because it. Well, we're gonna. We'll talk about technical. Well, I think yeah. we should talk a little bit about the differences between the book and the, the, the movie because there are a lot of people who had expectations yep. that it didn't meet. But just some of the, the major differences, like Liz, in the book, mm-hmm. you have to get the key, mm-hmm. right? You have to complete a challenge to get the key, and then you get a clue for the gate. You still have to find the gate and do another challenge to get through the gate. Mm-hmm. So there's really six challenges instead of three. Okay. Yeah, but, but those but challenges... that's for timing. Yeah, and those challenges don't work. Yeah, and they don't work cinematically. Like, no. what do you have to do? Like, you have, they had to reenact an entire scene from War Games line by line. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like three movies that they do that. Or where, play where this game you, hundreds of times. You're stepping yeah. into Tom Cruise's shoes and risky business, and you have to act out the entire movie. That that's in the book. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. That doesn't. It doesn't translate. That doesn't translate. And no. as much as there are parts of this that felt like it was written for, mm-hmm. and I still stand by that, that felt like it was written for, uh, uh, as with the, with the movie in mind, mm-hmm. um, the challenges did not. The challenges I knew were going to have to change. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You, you, but you also saw that, though, because the yeah. car race that they kept showing in the previews was nowhere in the book. No. Right. Well, it's the thing. So you kept that talking about cool. how this book was made to, to be a movie, but they don't use anything of the book right the, the the overarching premise is there but none of the specifics Overarching. like it's like the the details 90 percent are not there okay but the overarching idea is overarching Over- arching you, you walk through well, the arch, arc, of the movie. an arc would also but an arch would be okay uh <laughs> let's go ahead and get down to some numbers here we are gonna start with originality and uh dan why don't you start us off here i'm gonna go with an eight I had it at an eight. I had it at a six. Yeah, I had it at a four. What? What the hell are you people talking about? What is unoriginal about this? I think this is one of the most original things that we've seen in in quite a long time. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. You have a by-the-numbers adventure story. You have the most standard, like, hey, this cast of unlikely young people is going to rise up against an evil corporation Mm -hmm. and take it down. You're going to do – I mean, there was – I mean, you you have you you have some pretty standard tropish type characters. Yeah. You've got and the ninety percent of this movie's draw for the audience was a bunch of existing intellectual property that was woven together in an, an original, interesting way. Ah, the technology I, is different. Like like, it, uh, but look at it from the perspective of like, yes, okay, it's an adventure 
story and its challenges and it's and it's you know you have to complete this and do this quest but like the the whole i mean is it would you even really consider this a post-apocalyptic movie not really it's just kind of the bleak future right yeah it's like but it's like a slightly worse version of you know what i mean like but it's not like you only get to see one trailer park you don't you know which has a giant corporation beautiful building in the distance you don't really get to see the world at all I just yeah. I, I don't know. Mean, I, I think I, mean, you I have, think the whole entering into an alternate yeah. reality and how expansive and large the alternate reality is is something that we haven't seen. It's reverse matrix. I mean, <laughs> I mean, instead no, of it is, it instead is. of like let's go to the real world, no. it's the opposite. It's like we're trying to like the old the classic like you guys have already destroyed your world. Don't come back and ruin ours. Like the oasis is their safe place. That's where they all live, and they're trying to keep this this you know govern this corporation from taking it over and ruining mm-hmm. where they're where they're living what they've right. grown up with all right i i i clearly am gonna have to come up a little bit on this one not too much though but i don't i don't there, there's there's no universe in which i can give this thing an eight for originality no. wow there's way too much of what this was that was it a was retread eight six eight 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 and four. four and i mean yeah it's based on uh a book, but like I said, the, I will, well, the, the movie will, deal came out at the same time as the book, basically. No, and, I will, no, no, no. and, and adapting a book to a movie, I'm not going to knock off. Right, no, but I'm right. saying I, I, I've always been pretty standard on if there's previous material that it's based on, I always knock it down for that. I'm not knocking this down for that because the the script was being worked on at the same time the book was being published. Well, I, th- I mean, <laughs> and, like, and you're looking at like tr- like tropes, it, if you will, and 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 storyline, but like. For for an actual like the way I'm basing this it's for originality, a Hollywood movie. it's, gonna it's a Hollywood movie, yeah. sure. But like the way I'm basing this on originality is like this is not a remake, this is not a sequel, this is not the, that is a good point. The same mm-hmm. bullshit that's been pumped out. We weren't the sitting there going, years. oh, this is just Fern Gully with blue cats. Yeah, you know exactly. It, no, 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 no. That like, you know what that is own a, story, and it is based on a book, not a series of fifty years worth of comic books. Like right, a lot right, of right. things that we look at. You've got to follow some kind of storyline archetype. You know what I mean? You've got to follow something yeah. there are i mean you take any kind of basic creative writing class and they're going to teach you that's it's this 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 or this right and i think the way that they took that it's like we can't knock it for having a beginning a middle and an end right you know exactly right, right, right. but it's reliance <laughs> this movie started and then it climaxed and then it ended okay, <laughs> so unoriginal with its characters and sets <laughs> but this okay but but don't but don't tell me that this movie like okay, yes, you're working with an original property, and that right. is absolutely worth a couple points, one hundred percent. And I, I will come up for that automatically. Yeah. yeah. But but you can't really tell me that this movie was doing from a from a, a from a uh, an originality standpoint was doing a whole lot that we have never ever seen before. I mean, if you take out the VR element to it, even the VR, I mean, break it down by sort of scenes like you have the opening race, like this crazy dramatic vehicle destroy we've seen that recently in mad max a bunch of other movies like that has been done you know the whole vr thing has been done multiple times i've never seen a race with king kong have you but telling me that you're going to rely on intellectual on, on, on existing intellectual property yeah. and easter eggs uh-huh. to be able and call that original that i think is that is what drug it down for me so far yeah like it, uh, don't get me wrong I lost. But you're knocking it for the same things that exist in the book, and when everybody picked up this book, going, "Oh my God, this is the greatest story. This is original. This is but it amazing. is original because but I I didn't. True, yeah. you did. I mean, like, I, yeah. I mean that. No, don't get me wrong. Watching a Gundam jump out of goddamn Serenity, right, oh <laughs> was was one of the most entertaining. They made moments. that for you. 
It was amazing, and I loved it. And the thing too is, I enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so okay, like it's relying on on existing intellectual property. But I think that the way they utilize that is what makes it original for me. Is because they're taking the thing. It's not like they're they're not making a Gundam movie. They're not making you know a a, a video ga- another Firefly movie. They're mm-hmm. not making oh. a, a movie about video game characters. They're pulling in all of this stuff, and they're they're basically making a movie about what our kind of fantasy is of what we would expect like reality to be if we had that advanced vr and if Mm -hmm. we could create you know what i mean like to me it was like i really like lived in the story a little bit because i was like this is cool and and they're showing me things that i enjoy and that that you know like there were so many callbacks and there were so there were so many easter eggs and there were so many things that were stuck in there that were so creatively weaved together that that's why i saw that as being original okay here's my question for you Mm mm-hmm if there was no, if you remove all of the Easter eggs and all of the callback and all of the, if you remove the all nostalgia of, is gone. Yeah, if you, there we go. If you remove all of the nostalgia and all of these were brand new characters with no references to any existing stuff, would it still rank as high in originality for you? Higher, I think. No, probably not. Or at least the same. Probably not, because I think because I think that the use of the of the pop culture references was what made it so smart. Like the entire the entire shining scene like yes i know that we were in an an, an already existing movie at Mm -hmm. that point but i thought what they did with that whole scene and how they made it relevant to the story and the challenge that's originality to me you're taking something that Mm -hmm. already exists yes but you're putting such a spin on it and weaving it into your story in such a smart way and they and they use that to reference to the book itself with those challenges where they had to step into the movies which they couldn't do full scale yeah right and that that whole scene was just i actually like the shining one was was better than the book i really liked what they did with the shining all right right. so i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely willing to come up to a six how are you setting i was already at a six and they're making some good arguments okay so i i I will go i will go to a seven there's no i can't i can't i'll go down to a seven i would i would go down to a seven i don't know that i could jump down to but i know we're asking you to jump up a lot but i think you're being a little harsh no 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 no. well it's the thing too you guys made Mm -hmm. some very good points this is why this is why we this is why we have to fight it out the Mm -hmm. night is still young uh yeah besides you're not gonna like some of the other numbers so (laughs) so seven it is all right all right, so we got a seven for the first one. Next up, story. Uh, I'll start this one. I gave it a five for story. I gave it a six. I gave it an eight for story. Oh, story. Oh, I, I, I'm bad at life. A seven. Okay. So uh, let's say what you gave. I would not hear Lois first. Okay. Um, the pacing was good. Um, there was a couple things that that kept yanking me out here. Um, first of all, the stakes, like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rent, mm-hmm. the musical, Rent, uh, when you listen to it in high school, like I did, when I was in high school mm-hmm. and in early college, you're like... Did you just, did you yeah. just Broadway nerd bomb yourself? Like, I mean, when I, like, you just, you just Broadway well, hipstered yourself. No, no, you I, the, the, the age is important here. Because <laughs> when I got him into Rent in high school, because <laughs> I was the real theater geek. Oh, absolutely. Oh, way more than me. Yeah. But when you, you, you like, yeah, yeah damn the man, save the empire. And then. That's you, Empire Records. I know, but it's the same, it's the same basic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you come back to it a bit later. Wait a minute. I thought the theme of Rent was damn the man also stop giving us AIDS. That, yeah. That well, too. yes, but that was their, their main focus was not getting kicked out of their homes. Right. And. The thing about this is, you go back later and you listen to it. Like I listened to it in my thirties, and I'm like, they, they, 
they should have just done it. Like what? They were going to get a free apartment in downtown <laughs> right. with a studio that's, space. No, for real. Like that's, studio, like, that's like, how you know you're getting old is when you were younger. You were like, oh my God, rent. It's so edgy and bohemian. Right. And then like the older you get, you're like, wow, what a stupid decision they're making. Why do these kids it? think they can live in New York City without paying rent? But it doesn't make sense. Right. Well, I feel like it's the same thing here. Like I get that the stakes for this thing feel super high. But when it comes down to it, what they're fighting against is pop-up ads. <laughs> well, technically, what they're fighting for is net neutrality. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh, he's got That's you That's technically what they're fighting for here. Okay. Okay. They're for, not only that, but a half a trillion dollars. Yeah, that's well, kind the, of a good the, the, the money's fine. Yeah. But they're, but they're not doing it for the money. Like, that's – well, I guess I technically uh, 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 Wade Watts is you – know, Percival yeah. is – Doing that, like at the very beginning, at the very beginning, he's doing it for the cash, but then he does it for the the reason that they follow him mm-hmm. is is more around this other idea, you know. And that's the part where I got a little like, uh, you didn't see this as a full on statement on net neutrality in twenty eighteen. Okay, net, the net neutrality piece, the net neutrality piece makes a okay. You make a better argument there. Um, and then the other two things that kept yanking me out of this thing, yeah. had to do with when you die, you lose all your stuff, right? Okay. Two problems. First. Why don't you just pull off your damn headset? Mm-hmm. And that bugged me over and over and over again. Like when you're about to lose so that all you your would stuff. Just, so that you would just spawn out? Yeah. Just rage, do the equivalent of rage quit and <laughs> just rip off your headset. And then well, the, you don't know that that well, wasn't happening. Sorry, Alex. Excuse me. But any any person that's played World of Warcraft or any MMORPG <laughs> would know that if you try to log out of an instance, your character remains there to die and be uncontrolled and helpless. Until you log back in to control them. You need to be in a safe space to do that. No, we clearly first see all, them. First of all, I'm extremely triggered by the fucking voice that you were just doing. <laughs> because everything that you just said was entirely accurate. You lock out of World of Warcraft and your character probably stays active for a good 30 seconds while you're locking out. And yes, you can die and it's very terrible. So you need to get out of the, the unsafe Asked stuff. and answered. <laughs> The other piece that Second of all, never mock me like that ever again. I don't think he was mocking you. I feel personally attacked. He, I, let's be clear here. I, I, I Elijah's can... locked more hours on World of Warcraft <laughs> yeah. than anyone should. I can legit do that voice. Uh, but the last piece that – and how did nobody in this entire goddamn universe think to create a bank? Yeah, I got you there on the bank piece. Yeah, like, you got you got me there. Like that's kind of stupid. Like why why is it all lie within your character? Because in World of Warcraft there is a bank yeah. right. and an auction house. Yeah. Well, you go put your shit over there so that you don't have to carry everything around. Because some random assholes. Because the entire thing is a PvP server. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. and that's PvP server is a player versus player as opposed to player versus environment. There it has know. to do with whether or not the other characters in the game have the ability to attack you uh, at any given moment. Well, they, okay, but in the book. They have banks. After he wins the first challenge, Parsifal gets his own stronghold where he keeps all of his stuff so that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You have to have enough money in world to be able to buy a stronghold to keep your stuff in. So here's the thing. You know what you do? Hmm. You create a goddamn bank. You create your own stronghold, and then you hold other people's stuff for them. Hmm. Somebody just became a trillionaire in the, in the Oasis. Anyway, uh, but those things, those things were bugging me. The net neutrality, the, the stakes were my main piece, but you make a good point with net neutrality. I'm probably going to have to come up a little bit. Where'd you? So you were at? Uh, let's see. I was at a six. Six. So how were you feeling? Um, I, I felt like really the best parts of the story were omitted from the movie. 
to but we're me. Not, but we're not doing. I that. know we're not we're not doing that. But that 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 hurt the story in the movie. I think that you would have had, have had more attachment to to Wade mm-hmm. uh, aside from Percival if you had seen his struggles, uh, if you had seen him going to school inside the Oasis, right. if you had had the background on how his mother raised him before she died, if you had had uh, the part where he moves to another city, creates a whole new identity, and goes through weight gain and weight loss, and goes undercover in IOI, and like there's there's a whole world that they don't explore in this movie. Okay. That... And, I'll, and I'll give you that because I do feel it's not, I, I, I felt connected enough to the characters for, uh, for what they did in the short amount of time that they, that they had to do it, mm-hmm. even though it was a two hour plus long movie. But I, I but, really felt but like there wasn't a lot of backstory and we didn't really see much of his life outside of the Oasis. Yeah. Uh, uh, he went to school in the Oasis in the book. Yeah. yeah. After so well, it, starting in middle school. Okay. Because it's like they, they make the Oasis out to be more of like a, you know, just a, a, a leisure right. place Whereas in it, this movie. I think it would have been served a lot better if in the opening, instead of him putting on his kit and then jumping in to the mall where he's walking around seeing everybody, if it had been him going to school, explaining the school process in the Oasis, and you just get a five-minute montage of him at school, and then, boom, he's off to the mall. Well, and you then, can easily do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that I mean, because and, and in the book too, which I think is also served. Mm-hmm. The Oasis serves as not just your leisure spot, but it's where people, there's where people's jobs are. Mm. Yeah, which I think they tried to show without saying. Like in the opening scene when he's coming down the stacks, yeah, and you see the the lady pole dancing in her living room. Right. She's probably working in an online strip club uh, where she's actually making money off yeah. of tips. Yeah. Right. So maybe that in the was, Oasis. So maybe things like that were kind of like an homage to those who had read the book. Exactly. So they would have understood because I didn't really pick up on that. I just thought that she was. I mean, they tried. There was, there was a lot of Easter eggs for book yeah. readers yeah. that it's just not explained. And they tried to show. They did show that you work in the Oasis, but they showed it through the lens of IOI. Yeah. Right. Which is a endangered servitude. Right. right. Yeah. Which is a different, a different, very thing. different yeah. feel. Uh, so you you landed a six. You said eight. Yeah, I was on an eight, but you, but now but now you guys are bringing me. Down. I think you know the non Oasis world in the book is much richer. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what people showed up for. Right. Uh, where'd you land on it? You said seven. Seven. I mean, I okay. Understanding that they're understanding this through the lens of net neutrality rather than pop up ads. Mm-hmm. That's worth that's worth at least a point to me. Yeah, I'm at least at a six on that point because you're and you're absolutely correct. The second you said it, I was like, okay, I should have caught that. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. The, that it remains free and available for everybody makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the overall story mm-hmm. of it, you know, removing, removing the book from it, because this is a very different story, same thing, but very different story in how it's told and how they go about it. You know, so I, I really appreciated, you know, the higher action, mm-hmm. you know, the races, the way the characters interacted, that stuff it was, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I, I did. It was a lot of fun. I'm easily at a six. I can. I'm very comfortable at a six. Yeah. Can we do a six? Well, I'm at a seven. She's at an eight. Uh, I don't know. All of my arguments for story are a lot of the same arguments that I have for originality. So I'm not going to say anything new to you to change your mind. You <laughs> well, know I mean, what I mean? Th- th- there's some key plot points that were awesome, like the like the the extra token. Like the one up. Yeah, that was that was. There's some great smart and there's some great individual Mm -hmm. moments. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think it's. I I don't think that's enough to pull it up to a seven. How she how she was like how she um, Artemis went behind the scenes. You know, Iowa to infiltrate. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess 
she didn't purposely infiltrate, but right. she ended up infiltrating and sort of helping from behind the scenes. Which is amazing, which, but that but take the place goes, of the Parsifal doing the same thing. But yeah. that to me yeah. goes to character. Yeah. I have a lot to say for about character. Character yeah. was was one of the strongest. You parts have to remove this from the book in terms of story because it is a very right. different story. No, absolutely. You know, it, it, like Daito, we see him, him die in in the Oasis. Yeah. Um, in the book, he dies in real He's life. murdered yeah. by the IOI people. Yeah. Like they tried to kill Wade. Oh, mm-hmm. Daito. But once again, we have to remove we have to remove the book from it for right. the story because it's so different. Yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm, I'm I'm sitting solid at a six. This one is a Spielberg thrill ride, is how they approach it. You mm-hmm. know, like it goes fast, it goes furious. Yeah. Well, when we get to technical, we'll talk about Spielberg. But I think for, uh, for <laughs> in terms of story, I'm mm-hmm. still I'm at a, I'm 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 at a what's, solid six. What's bringing it down? Well, I think the the some of these pacing pieces. I mean, it just there wasn't. I mean, you understand, like like when we talk about this thing, yeah. a five is is average. This is better than average. But I didn't see a whole lot of things happening here with the story that was, you know, overly compelling. Yeah, yeah. This was the the opening was a lot of really really ham fisted over like. Well, that that long ass narration piece was uh kind of drug it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was some parts of the movie the, the the plot was good, but it felt rushed at certain points. Mm-hmm. I will um, agree with you that the plot did seem like sometimes. Usually, when I think about pacing, I worry that a movie's gonna drag, and I feel like this one almost went a little bit too fast. Like even in the beginning, it was like we were so quickly into, you know. This the race. Just, not even yeah. the race, but like this just became, you know, like like I feel well, like they, the IOI's presence yeah. was was dropped in very early, and like mm-hmm. their big presence was dropped in very early, and, and and kind of like introducing that they were the big bad of the movie, and how intense the conflict got so quickly. I think there wasn't enough build on like right. Wade kind of you know finding the first key and rising to the top to them kind of like slow, like he was like immediately on their radar, and then they were gonna kill his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a little fast, well, and, and that could have been developed a little bit better. And listen, this the romance between <clears throat> Watts and Artemis, or between Percival and Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't buy it. It's well, forced. It's it as is. forced as you yeah. could possibly do romance. Well, and it commits a couple things that I now that I now send movies for. Yeah. Um. When and I, and I know that I, I know I'm 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 projecting a little bit and I don't care. Uh. You know he says. You know when, when he when he starts to pursue her and she rebuffs him, his first reaction is to push harder, even though she just said, "Give me some space." Yeah. You know that entire scene at the at the at the club. Which was technically gorgeous, yeah. But yes. you know, he says, "I love you," and she says, "No, you don't." And then he's like, "No, but I do," and kind of like he's pushing. I'm like, "No, no, no, bro, no, 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 bro. We don't. No, you need like that's that's a little weird." And she becomes effectively the prize at the end of the show, at the end of the movie. Yeah, you know. And I, I also didn't like that, you know, for as like badass and like independent woman that she's supposed to be like in the oasis like she's you know she's super like i'm artemis i'm so cool he look at my look at my awesome tron bike guys and then like we finally get to the point where he finds her in real life and like she makes the and this is and i don't know if this plays more and you can tell me if you think this plays more to character or story but she says the bit about like oh you'll be disappointed in real life and so then you get this like smoking hot girl with like oh no i've got a little red birthmark on my eye you'll be so disappointed shut up look at your body who's literally the leader of the resistance right Right. how much more real life badass could you be exactly which by the way that's also a thing they made up for the the movie the resistance didn't exist in the book no well, and that which, was is, which is fine. Yeah. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just pointing and, out and, a difference. And then there's a little weird, like, it's a little weird that, like, there is, 
he lives in the exact same yeah. town and like 20 minutes away from where she lives. Right. Do you know how many online away? boyfriends I had that like were like just clear across the goddamn country? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I was, then, like there is no way in hell that anybody was ever like two towns over. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 17 and you're my soulmate. <laughs> like, no, that was. Yeah, but him, Artemis and IOI all existed within like. Right. right. I think there were little pieces like that that were a little. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I could come down to a six. There we go. We did it. I think we broke her. I, I could come, come down to a, I could come down to a five. Just know that this movie review is influenced by Dayquil. <laughs> well, but I think, but no, here's the thing. That's my last little score. My, I give it. I'm, my, my scores go up considerably for the rest of this. I mean, no. you got me thinking because now you start talking about like all the gates and the keys and just how hamfisted they were. Like they didn't really do anything, right? Like especially the last one. Like they're just beating the thing. Like it becomes very like that isn't part of the movie at all. It's the 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 massive army attack right which is right kind of disjointed in and of itself but it's a lot of fun it's fun yeah. Look, everything is fun but are you talking right. like in terms of story elements like oh that's what i'm saying well, and, that, and i think I, and I was docking it i think that's where I, I was i also with originality and story i'm kind of docking from one to the other but i don't think it's but there but it is you, you you had decent pacing you still got spielberg behind the wheel so your live action scenes look gorgeous there and, and they, they kind of move the things along it's not bad yeah, I want to be clear about this, yeah. but it is not. I mean, this isn't something where we're seeing something brand freaking new. Where we're seeing something kind of off the wall there. Uh, all right, let's. We, we're on a six. Now. Let's talk characters. Uh, so go back to the character tree. Characters. Uh, <laughs> okay, Elijah, yeah. what'd you give it for characters? Characters, I gave it a. Moving on. <laughs> I gave it a five. Okay, five, <laughs> five, five. Oh, seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. And for you? A seven. Okay. No, I was I'm with I'm with Liz Interesting. Okay. So two fives and two yeah. sevens. Completely average. Um so so I think Watts was forgettable. Watts, I think, was the least interesting character on the screen. Which I think was a huge sin of this movie. No, actually I disagree. The book because I know you're thinking of the book here. Here's my one of my biggest beefs with the book. Watts starts out and I'm just and what what you could technically call character development, but he starts out as this you know with with all of these flaws and all this stuff, and suddenly goes through the course of the book from like he does everything. He's just he becomes a one he becomes a god and is able to handle everything by himself. The rest of the supporting cast are just like you know like they're just there. That's not true. Of, he needs the entire high five to win. Yeah, he and he has to. I mean, well, the book. What's great except is Dido. What, yeah, I mean, in the book, he, he he has character development. You start out with like a nerdy, bullied, mm-hmm. like kid with zero confidence, and he it he changes by literally like taking small steps, like you would in real, the real world. Like I'm gonna yeah. put an exercise bike here to charge my batteries when he finally gets his own house. Like I'm gonna get an exercise rig. I'm gonna try to be better. Mm-hmm. Like he takes these small steps. In the movies, you just get this sort of like awkward badass. Like he's the most awkward badass I've ever seen on yeah. film. But but he no 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 but he he is I mean he's still an awkward badass. I didn't yeah. think he was awkward enough in real life. Um but <laughs> but what makes him but what makes it work is you have a lot more agency in Artemis in H in Daito and in Show than you do in the book I think. And then here like Artemis putting Artemis as the as the one inside IOI mm-hmm. that that was a huge step for me. That that made Artemis. 
I mean, for all of the, like, it's Hollywood, right? Yeah. They weren't actually going to get a, a fat, ugly female to play the role of Artemis. But, that was, but that they was never going it. to happen. But they approached it from is a that, damsel. Oh, is, that, is that a okay. thing and, in and the, the book? In the book, in the Oasis, she's like the only female that he's ever seen that doesn't try to make herself look like a Barbie doll in oh. the Oasis. She looks like a real person. Yeah. But just amplified just a bit. Yeah. And he figures she probably looks like that in real life. Uh-huh. In real life, she's just an average girl next door. Yeah. But he th- thinks she's gorgeous. Yeah. That's, right. That's the whole thing. Well, and I think that, I mean, but they gave but they gave Artemis a hell of a lot more to do here. They made H a hell of a lot cooler. I See, I thought they made H way more Re- lame. Reeled her way back. Reeled way, way back. back. H is the primary... H is like the one that starts out knowing more than anybody yeah. in the book. H is the badass yeah. when it starts. Like H is the where everyone comes H and to, Artemis both. Yeah, H is where everyone comes to hang out. You know, he's like, the most famous person in the Oasis. What makes Percival famous is finding the key. Yeah. Like that's what makes him famous. Yeah, Otherwise right, right. he's completely forgettable in the book. Right, right. No, but I it, get that part. But. Yeah, but book aside, look we get, <laughs> book is, yeah. I know it's hard. But it, in the movie, you know, he is uh he's he's awkward. Like you would you would expect this, you know, if you're a if you're a geek, right, and you're awkward in real life, once you get in your online persona, that's when you shine. That's when you're right. badass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do that. He's like, he's awkward in the real world. Actually, he's, he's almost a little cool in the real world because he's always like strutting like, I'm on my way to do my cool game thing. Then he gets there and he's awkward. He's like, yeah, he's doing parkour all over the freaking. Yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> swinging stacks. down this rope, all cool in the stack, and like strutting into his van. He gets in his van and he's like cranks it all up and he's all cool. Then he logs in and he's like, hi, guys. like what's going on here this dichotomy is it's tough to deal with all right look beyond look beyond watts though yeah let's talk about i mean you want to talk about characters can we talk about sorrento Sorrento was not uh, Sorrento is not where you're going to get extra points. No, that, no, no, no. I mean in a negative way. Oh, like, okay. That's, that's, I was trying that, to bring up some good characters to justify myself. No, no, no. That's, I'm like, that's no. a weak ass character. That yeah. is a weak ass character. Can we, can we just talk about his he's avatar? Just a bad guy. Can we talk about his avatar for yeah. a minute? Right. Like he looked around and he's like, I don't know. Do you have a generic bad guy avatar? Well, it's classic. Like it's the most classic boss corporate bad guy. Like yeah. just like if I'm going to walk in a room and of suits and intimidate everybody, what should I look like? like right. I like I like his like, avatar. But you want to be you want to be uh, like a, a badass CEO. But number one, you're really stupid. And yeah. number two, you're just kind of bad at being intimidating. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I saw, he was like, to me, like he was trying, like they could have put somebody, and I don't know if that's what they were going for, but they could have put somebody a lot more kind of like powerful, like presence well, he's... in that role because it just like, even like the way he speaks, he sounds like, what's his face in the Princess Bride, you know, like inconceivable. <laughs> yeah. well, here's You're not a... going to take IOI from me. Like it just, I just, <laughs> he was just a weak character for All right, me. Some small redemption for him because I was on the same boat. I did not like him. I thought he was a, a a very weak character until they show the scene, like in the uh, the the archives, with him and the uh, ho- holiday. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And you see, like, oh wait, he is he's just like this nerdy intern guy that's been following in their wake and trying to use his knowledge to do something. Mm-hmm. He's got this badass. That's, that's it, true, actually. I this, actually forgot about yeah, that scene. He's got this yeah. badass job only because he worked with them, and of course, like the competition. He, He's got a whole team of guys for five years. He's really bad at his job, and he's never found a single thing or clue. You know, like these individuals yeah. are finding it before him. Like you realize, like he's god awful at his job, but he's the only person they can get that's like corrupted at heart. Yeah, I think, but he and he's consistent because yeah. he says in that scene, mm-hmm. we could charge tears, we could do, we could probably, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I think he and Iraq are the only characters that are better in the movie than they are in the book. Oh my god, Iraq. 
Iraq is Iraq is awesome in the movie. And I, yeah. so usually I will knock a character if it's just an actor being an actor in a movie, but TJ Miller just being TJ Miller in this yeah. movie was freaking brilliant. Well, and the- I didn't know how you would feel about that because TJ Miller, as we have discovered, is a terrible human being. Oh no, really? Oh, you okay? We'll leave it alone. Then. Oh no, you'll have to tell me later. Yeah, don't worry about it. Let's make it a let's make it a one off. Yeah, no, I won't, I won't. he's on that list of actors oh, that just really. No. All, all right, me and Dan are the ones that are fives. So you guys tell us which characters are bringing you up. No, to yeah, the yeah. Listen, straight up, it's James Halliday, Mark Hall- Rylance. Oh, yeah, Mark Rylance as James Halliday alone is worth a point. Yes. Period. His portrayal is so spot on. I mean, because let's be clear here. I've I have been a nerd my entire life. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, I figured out. I dumped all my points into charisma and figured out how to talk to people. <laughs> but that's all this is. Yeah, uh-huh. this is all just. I mean, this is all just because I learned how to bullshit. Otherwise, yes, I had and anybody who instead had, of learning how to code, right? <laughs> which admittedly would have been a better choice from a profitability standpoint. Right. Um, I really should have jumped. I should have dumped those points in intelligence. I dumped them in charisma. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, every. I mean, every every group needs a bard, I guess. You know. Uh, so the but uh, um his, if you grew up a dork, mm-hmm. if you had grew up with dork friends, you knew a guy like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was instantly, instantly the most relatable dork. I mean, like just yeah, just ever. Yeah. Like, and it was. And it was he was soft spoken and he was gentle and he fucking stole every his avatar. Well, yeah. stole right, and I th- every... well, and I think that's like that makes him such a multi layered character in this too. Is that not only is like the portrayal of actual James Halliday outside of the Oasis great, but like oh my god, like his avatar is exactly what that guy would create himself to yeah. be right. in a fictional world. Yeah, like, his, yeah, his badass alter ego is, is a wizard. Still... Is a super cool wizard. And that character little... is his DM character. Yes, yes. Right. And like, it's, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think that you know, I think I think that is worth quite a bit. I think that uh, uh, finale, despite the terrible name, um, I think yeah. she, I think she brings I think she brings a lot to the show. I think she manages. Oh, really? Because I yeah. hated her. Also, really well, bad at her job. <laughs> right? No, terrible yeah. at her job. Terrible, terrible, terrible at her job. But she manages to uh, uh, you 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 see like. Maybe it's because I now have a corporate corporate gig and mm-hmm. I've been a corporate gig for a little while, but I sympathized with her. <laughs> that's, you know, that's like not good. Look, that's not good, Al. Look, I I'm trying to do my job. You want me to go do my job, then I'll go do my job. But you can't then undercut me every time you want me to go do my job. <laughs> like, if, well, maybe that, maybe I was, maybe I'm projecting a little bit on that one. Yeah. That's uh-huh. fine. Uh-huh. Um, See, I just think the combination between her and Sorrento was just such like they were just such bumbling idiots when it came to like trying to take down like their kids. Their kids, you can't handle kids like these kids. No. I mean, I know they amped up Artemis with the whole with the whole resistance thing, and sure, like so that gives mm-hmm. her and everybody else on that side kind of like a more badass element. And yeah, like H kind of lives on the street, and like everybody's had kind of like a rough and tumble life, and I get that, and that makes them a little bit more mature and advanced in that respect. But like these two together, Finale and Sorrento, like they were just so stupid. They but were. But now so- I got a reason for that. Okay. And this is and this is my final argument for why for why I'm at a seven for characters. Okay. We have to look at this through the lens of 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 this being not when we talk about the nostalgia piece. Yeah. It's not just because they threw an Iron Giant doing some rather un Iron Giant things, <laughs> um, but it's also through the lens of a movie from that time period. 
You know, your Goonies is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Where a bunch of kids, I mean, the same the same place where I dock it for originality, I give it to them for characters because that's what these movies are about. Yeah, this is uh, uh, you know, Iron Eagles. This is a bunch of kids scrapping together against a couple bumbling adults to be able to overthrow and win the day. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that those characters are like that intentionally and for uh, uh, uh for that reason because you're supposed to. Like the, you're, it's just supposed to be what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be bumbling. You're supposed to be Harry and Marv. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and I think that in that sense, knowing that it was intentional, uh, or at least believing, I guess, headcanon, yeah. that it was somewhat intentional, I think, is what makes it worthwhile. And when, especially when you when you look at those two as juxtaposed against Halliday and uh, Simon Pegg's Morrow, yeah, you know, uh, as that as the other duo, I think that is when it really starts to work. But in that in that sense you're taking a lot away from the the main characters that they just got lucky a lot of the time to get through it. They well, didn't no, use they their still legit... managed to do what nobody else did. Like, let's be clear here. Yeah. Nobody else was right. in five close. years. Right. Yeah. And but they... I mean, in terms of like survival and, and fighting IOI. Well, I mean, you presume, I mean, IOI's got, got hordes of slaves. Yeah. So clearly they yeah. were and, better and, than and drones and, and they're right. prepared. I mean, but they managed to go against where a lot of other people got captured and endangered. I mean, oh, yeah. know, other people's, I mean, their parents were, were murdered and things, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they still. Did we, did they even give H's whole backstory on how she None. came to live in the postal truck instead of. Nope. They also completely skipped over her sexuality, which I thought was a waste. Yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. need a she whole. She was supposed to be, she got kicked out of the house as a teenager when she came out of the closet. Yeah. Oh. And I, I mean, That's not the that, whole thing. Not that I. I feel like it was. I mean, I don't. Not that she was kicked out. But I feel like her sexuality was implied with the character. Yeah. The actress is. Right. Yeah. A well-known, you know, I, like spokesperson in the LGBT community. Right. But there's this whole thing, like in the Oasis, when they meet Artemis, where uh, Parsifal doesn't want H to be attracted because he's the most powerful, amazing avatar in the Oasis. Like everybody knows him. Yeah. And so he, he's afraid that he's going to steal his girl. Yeah. And he can tell that he's attracted to her, and then they meet in person, and he's like, oh, crap, you're a girl. Like, it's a whole thing yeah. that they cut out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I and I get why, but... I don't. I mean, time, I yeah. think. Mostly runtime, and that wasn't... That plot is not does central it drive, to the... It's does a, it drive the story? Yeah, that plot isn't central right, to but, the story. Right, but... We see that all the time in Hollywood where they make somebody gay even though it doesn't drive the story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? All right, yeah. All right, tell me what you think about this, all right? A lot of cool characters, and I like how they did mix them up, but just the pure stereotype, stereotyping of each of them. You have, like, the Asian guy doing the Asian thing. Yeah, the she, you have H, two Asian characters. H shows up, and she's straight street, like, the only yeah. the only black person, like, in the whole the whole movie has to be street, you know? Artemis, like, like they're all so... Artemis it, is, it, like, poor little, like, pretty yeah, girl Sor- that doesn't know how pretty she is. Manic Pixie Dream yeah. Girl. Yes! Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God! She's so the Manic Pixie Dream yeah. Girl. Manic yeah. Pic- exactly. Sorrento, like, they're well, all she shouldn't stereotypes. Be. No. That's no. one of the reasons I docked it, because yeah. I I was really upset with the way that they treated Artemis in this movie. I'm just still really upset about the birthmark thing. <laughs> it just bothered me so much because it was it was supposed to be so yeah. i mean like maybe like maybe uh, if they had made her like actually different like i'm talking like like this bitch 
needs one eye and half a nose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, oh my God, you're going to be so disappointed because I have this cute little pink spot on my face. Like, I've like, got a I sunburn. I'm not downplaying. Like, I'm sure that birthmarks come with a certain amount of insecurity, and I'm not trying to be unfair there. Like, I'm sure that there is. But if you add teenage angst to yes. it, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, I get but, that. But, but, but do you remember, do you remember to, how but, fat you were convinced you were in high school? Oh, God. I know. Well, I weighed 240 pounds in high school, so I was fat in high school. <laughs> okay. But, but, but this is supposedly a dystopian future. Like, that's the least of the problems people right. are having. Well, you know? and, and again, again, <laughs> like, like I said. My entire trailer stack exploded. Yeah. Like, and, like, again, and it plays back into, like, she's not only is she this, you know, this, like, prodigal badass, but her, you know, she was she was supposed to live through her parents essentially being murdered by this giant corporation. And she's leading the resistance, but she's really insecure about her little red spot. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. make yeah. it better make it better make her ugly make her legitimately ugly and i'm tired of hollywood doing this we don't hire enough ugly people mark it down we don't hire enough ugly people les Les said that on what uh, this is uh april 3rd 2018 is it the third or is it the fourth it's april 3rd uh i didn't like the way they treated her i didn't like the way they treated daito and shido i didn't like h like the whole high five they they diminished every single one of these characters compared to what they could have been this is the first time ever that I think this has happened to me, but you guys, like, you guys are like convincing me to bring my scores down, like I like, and I and I'm agreeing with you. I think we like can, I could come to a six on this. I can come to a six. I think I think holidays. I think Mark Rylance's holiday alone mm-hmm. drags this yeah. thing up to a six. I mean, I th- my two favorite characters were Holiday and Iraq, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Iraq is just <laughs> they're two points oh, by like, themselves. I got like ten years worth of shit in here. Yeah. <laughs> in the book. Uh, Iraq is like the poser of the group, like the guy yeah. who thinks he's a really cool gunter, but he's like. <laughs> and knows I kind, of, but I kind of got that because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, like his whole avatar with the skull toy yeah. is so so right. ridiculous, yeah. right? But he should have been like hanging out with the high five, like, yeah. but not knowing how badass they were. <laughs> I okay, uh, can we can we call it a six? I mean, we got two fives and two sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's. I guess this, this could have been a lot easier. You're right. Well, no, but this, no, 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 no. I think it was. I think it was definitely worthwhile conversation yeah, yeah, sure. about the characters. But yeah, I think I think we landed a six overall. Okay. Uh, tactical. Here's where I'm gonna fight you. Oh boy. Uh, let's see. Who hasn't started yet? Has everybody started? I think so. Ones? Okay, I'll yeah. start off here then. Uh, technical got a nine. I got an eight. Oh, I, I was no, I was at a hard nine for technical. I'm at a nine. Okay. Okay. Oh, good. Why did you think you were going to fight on that? Because this well, was this was this was this was the one this was the one spot where I'm well, like, here, I, I I'm I'm pretty stuck on this being. Enough. Here's the thing: is that we give movies a lot of shit for poor technicality, and especially when it comes to CGI in a full live action movie. Right. When you do shitty CGI, and so that's why I was looking at this one really hard because I was like, this movie is like 80% CGI. You better not fuck this up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and they didn't. Well, and I think there's a combination here too, though, because there's there's two parts that are going on. The Oasis looked gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. But the thing that gets it to a nine for me is what Spielberg does on the live action side. Yeah. And you see his touch in some of the cinematography that the whole thing where he's coming down the stacks and you see into the different windows and you get this opportunity to see what life is like. I mean, he could have skipped. All of that clunky narrate over uh, 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 voiceover narration as the guy just show him going down the stacks, and that tells you what you need to know. Yeah, and that real life is bleak, and it's right. and it's gray, and it's dull, and 
and and incredibly, incredibly uh, inefficient. Yeah. Like, there's so right? many better ways to do. Like, that's just. I mean, I understand we're slightly dystopian at this yeah, point. Yeah. But yeah. it just feels like there was a better way to do this. <laughs> anyway, but why does he lock up his rope when he gets to the bottom? Right. Like, what is the? What the hell is that about? I, you know what? We never see. We never see him go back up. I want right? to know how he goes back up. Right. I mean, is that is that you lock parkour. the rope? Parkour. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to know. Parkour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, the, yeah. So that that piece of it was just i mean was was done really really well uh on the direction and all that stuff but that yeah and then inside the oasis itself from the word no, this, go this movie was visually stunning and they did they did a really great job i think at mixing the different types of avatars in a way that made sense for the game yeah because you know when you take a character like uh uh the battletoads you know, on yeah. on one end, yeah. which are you know, this is from a, this is a, a super NES game at no, at the newest point. Yeah, you know, like you've got a bunch of that stuff going on, and you manage to make it blend seamlessly and look appropriate next to Tracer from Overwatch. Yeah, you know, and the Iron Giant, and you know, and all this stuff, and they 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 managed to blend all those different things so that it looked like it belonged. Mm-hmm. I really need to go back and watch this again just for the scene where everyone shows up to battle because I was like I was I knew what they were doing and I was desperately trying to pick out I was right. like look there's that there's and I don't even remember anything that I saw because it was so much and so And I, I think I have talked to my wife about this you know she she went and saw it with me she loved it. Um she hasn't read the book either. And what I was trying to explain to her is you know when you see that scene, it's too much. You can't catch every single reference. Right. The beauty of the book is that it's being every reference is pointed out to you. Right. You know. But see, I kind of, I kind of like it. I kind of like it more in the movie because it's more yeah. exciting. Because it's more like, oh my god, did you just see that? Oh my, and like me, yeah. me as somebody that didn't read the book, like the freaking Gundam comes out, and I was like, no way, bro. <laughs> Can we just, I'm, just, I'm gonna I be pausing to... this thing like every. Yeah, this three will seconds. be the most. This next to like Tomb Raider, this will be the most paused play like, <laughs> film, third film in history. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to also submit uh, Chun Li from Street Fighter. Street Fighter? Yeah. Um, no, I just need to say it again. A Gundam jumped out of Serenity. Yeah. A Gundam jumped out of King Serenity. Yeah, that happened for you. That was for me. They're like, they actually said, hey, I'll watch this. Yeah. And then just, I I just, I lost my shit. <laughs> so, and the, so the part, so technically where, where I, where I, I give this really high marks and I, and I have to keep bringing it back to the scene because it was my absolute favorite scene in the movie, but the whole shining scene. Amazing. The, the way that they incorporated, they took the old movie, but then incorporated the new CGI into it mm-hmm. so seamlessly. Nothing about that scene looked wonky. Exactly. And that was, it was so beautifully done. And exactly. It was so perfect. It was great. I yeah, that part was that part was phenomenal. The um the the I mean, I, the best parts of the movies is the opening race scene, and the shining scene. Like those are just perfectly done from start to finish. Yeah. Well, and then and then there's small choices that they make throughout it that I yeah. really enjoy as well. Um, the death. It would have been real easy to go for gore there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they went with money dropping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That then can gets picked up. Which they actually explain. Yeah. Right. Which is which, awesome. Which makes sense. And then the um and then just for just for sheer fun factor with the DeLorean doors open, the suicide doors open on the DeLorean yeah. and shooting out the side of it as he goes scrambling through both in the initial opening race yep. and then in the final battle yeah. scene. Both are just I mean just I mean they're great. All right, so um, confession. I, I mixed up my last two scores. I did give this an eight, not a nine, for technical. And uh, the reason for that, sorry, I didn't actually write down my categories. I just wrote down numbers. Um, <laughs> but the reason, I don't know how Dan gave it an eight. The reason I gave it an eight, though, is the music. The, 
the music did not play near as much yeah. of a role as I wanted I, to. There I was, just... was waiting for this to be an epic 80s soundtrack. Yes, and we got a few, and, and they, they had some nice choices, but it should have been they so had, much more. They had a couple, but the like the volume and things weren't consistent with the scenes on top of that. I feel I like I feel like it was more it was more about the visuals, and I feel like it was more about the the physical references, and I feel like throwing the this 80 soundtrack over top of all of the references that already existed would have been overkill because it like keep in mind like this is a movie made in 2018 whereas our age group was mm-hmm. a good majority of the the population that went to go see this movie there's also a very large younger generation that that well, would have just gone right over there. Well, heads. even even with all the visual well, references, though, yeah. they, they made it so it's not just 80s anymore. Yeah. They had 80s, 90s, and 2000s right. references it was, in there. Yeah, they, I know they that, I know that, references in yeah, I they, know that, that, that in the book it was majority 80s references, well, correct? Yeah, almost exclusively. For, for yeah. references, yeah. but the, they referenced the 80s major, mostly because of that's how the, the contest is run. Right. right. But the world, they do talk about and explain how the world, the Oasis, is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, right. So even though they're like the high five and what they're centered on is always going to be this 80s type stuff, everything else is there and pervasive. Like, yeah. But, I, pervasive. but here's the thing. The music didn't – nothing about the music scored any points for me, but also it didn't take away from it all. I honestly think that if you try to, gar- to try to throw a Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack at this thing on top of everything else – I think it would have been too much. I think it hurt yourself. I think I think at that point you're – I mean you already are to me. You're, you're, it's a little overloaded. Um, I mean, just a, a punk song or a Footloose or something during some of these scenes. Like it could have part, it could have played in perfectly. I think yeah. it, it really could have. And it doesn't have to be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians does it with like these slow motion, these big developing scenes. So the music is a center point. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to have the music be the center point. It just had to be sort of uh, an. An accessory. I feel like there was what was this, the the song that they play at the end of credits? I was dancing to that one. I was like, oh yeah, I know this one. But this could have been a movie that literally had zero score. You could have gotten rid of all of the orchestration, have yeah. no score, and just have a soundtrack. Not with Spielberg as director. Totally could though. I think that, totally that would have been too much. I think especially, and I think that that would have that would have pulled it too far into a into a nostalgia realm. Whereas there are heavy '80s references to this movie, but it's still very all inclusive. And I think throwing just an '80s soundtrack on top of no, it. No, no, no. I'm not saying an '80s soundtrack. It could have been any songs from from the decades that are represented in the Oasis. See, but then I think that the, I think that they did that. I think that that was. I think that there was enough. But it was. But it was very. It was. It was. It wasn't a lot. I yeah. mean. It, yeah. Okay. So because the music plays in hugely into the book. Let's get into the score here. I don't. I. I. I I'm still pretty hard at a nine. I'm. I'm still pretty hard at a nine. I mean, yes, you're right. The score could have been better, but the score didn't. The score didn't do what you wanted it to do. Yeah. But I don't think it did anything to. Like it's not like it's not like it, the 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 score was uh, distraction or was bad. Yeah. It just wasn't as good as it could have been. Well, it's just this but it's also a nine, not a ten. Yeah, it's not Jurassic Park. This is supposed to be a fun like kick it type of movie. So yeah. I was looking for that fun kick it type of music. Yeah, you know. No, I get what you're saying, and I think and maybe if that had yeah. been the case, it would be a ten instead of a nine. Yeah, but I don't think. But visually, it's perfect. You're right. I can do a nine easily. I mean, visually, it's perfect. Yeah. All right, we're at a nine for technical, which makes sense because if, if Ready Player One doesn't manage to score a nine, I yeah. know, and <laughs> any other movie is technically. Right. Uh, overall enjoyment. Let's go, Dan. Seven. I'm at a nine for overall enjoyment. Eight. I also went an eight. Uh, my notes here: fun, mindless, and very pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it... no, nope. leave the jokes alone. There's a lot of <laughs> jokes there. We're gonna leave those all there. It's mm. mean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even go there until you said that. So, 
Thanks, Al. I wasn't wasn't referring to you. Um, it was fun, and I'm gonna go watch it in the full IMAX 3D just to get that I, like I extra think I like, yeah. that extra immersion because this, it's this all the visuals. A, this is yeah. a movie that I would go see, and I like you know everybody kind of knows my stance. Like I don't even like going to the movies the first time. <laughs> I will see this again in theaters. And I feel like the first like watching it the first time, it was just there was too much like book versus what I'm watching type of knowledge. Right. So this is like all right, my palate's been cleansed. Like they've they've counteracted each other, and now I can enjoy the movie for what the movie is. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I meant to go see the second time before we did this i just couldn't i couldn't get out there it's really hard to do in one weekend man yeah yeah it kind of is uh so what about you (sighs) (laughs) tell us what you really think it just i wasn't going to this for a popcorn movie i think and that's what i got okay wait i'm sorry you weren't expecting standard popcorn (laughs) fans the book's not Steven a popcorn Spielberg book, right? It's not a nostalgia po- fest. Yeah. <laughs> Released like. Well, he also did Schindler's List, so yeah. he yeah, can yeah, do yeah. some pretty heavy-handed stuff but as well. To de- to de- hang on, let <laughs> but me- it opens with a car race yeah. with the DeLorean and King Kong, right? But going into it, being it based off the book, but like right, you said, like, you the- felt like there was no stakes. Right. That's a problem. Fun, mindless popcorn flick. Right, but there there should have been stakes. You should have felt like this mattered. Net neutrality. Right now, oh. no, 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 no. I, I, I felt like there were stakes, but I didn't feel like they were high enough. You didn't feel like there was any stakes, besides pop-up ads. Like, I just didn't feel like they made this world as rich and as 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 full as it could have been. They didn't engage these characters as well as they could have. It, it was fun. Don't get me wrong; it's a good movie. I gave it a seven. Like we said, a five is average. To help Dan out, it should have been three movies. It should have been an introduction, first key gate, yeah. second movie, second key, second gate. Uh, I don't think. I don't think maybe third key. I don't think that would have worked well. There, oh. there is enough. You could have. There is enough. See, this the, what the movie sure misses. One of the movies is them yeah. doing a one-hour like segment for well, no, more games. Trust me. There's... Okay, you know what? They could have Hunger Games did. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, think of the Shining scene. Like, look how good it is. They could. They could have done that. Multiple times. I look. Uh, look. I and I know. I I know. I'm. I'm odd man yeah. out here. That book does not have a trilogy worth of good content. If the, if this maybe if this because the Hunger Games was a trilogy. If the story itself was a trilogy. If the book was a trilogy. I could see how they could they could they could have spread the content out. They could have fleshed the content out more. But, and again, I didn't read the book, so yeah. I don't know how fleshed out the content already is. It's just I don't I don't think you've got a I don't think you've got a trilogy in there. Now okay, but you're okay, but okay, so you're sitting you were seven, I'm an eight, mm-hmm. you're a I was at a nine, nine. for a overall nine, enjoyment. Eight. And an eight. Yep. Can we call it an eight? Yeah, we can call it I eight. would call it an eight. Our other eights for the record, uh for overall enjoyment. Uh oh, he's pulling it out now. Mm-hmm. Our Thor Ragnarok. Oh, Ouch. I enjoyed and, and I Guardians said, of the Galaxy Volume Two. I said walking out mm. of this movie that I enjoyed this movie as much as I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. Oh, God, and and our, our nines are Black Panther and Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Wonder Woman doesn't belong What's there, this? though. Our seven are Spider Man Homecoming and Blade Runner. Oh yeah, this beats both of those. Spider Man Homecoming and Blade Runner both got sevens for overall enjoyment. Mm-hmm. The hell are we smoking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I put this right there with <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming. I mean, but you know how much I enjoyed yeah. Blade Runner, even though I like it like destroyed my soul. Like right. I still, yeah. I still thoroughly. I mean, I what like well, what we're do you not, what do you yeah like what do you base enjoyment off of? You know what I mean? All right, you gonna tally up the numbers? Well, no, we haven't. Are we are we agreed though? We're agreed on an eight. Yeah, we're, we're solid eight, eight. Right? I don't think Dan Dan's not. I'll come up to an eight. Yeah, I I'm not a monster. It's seven eight eight nine. We get this is. 
All right. Hmm. All right. Well, it's hard. The idea of this having the same level of enjoyment as Thor Ragnarok is. Yeah. It's but, just a little different. Slightly. I, I, I find I found it to be as enjoyable as I laughed just as much. I enjoyed it just as much. Maybe I'm a simpleton. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you said it but, yourself, DeLorean, windows open, collecting gold, Gundam doing power jumping slides. out of serenity. All right. No, no, no. no, no okay. okay when eight, when eight, the DeLorean good. slides, like the wheels flip up and it slides under that uh, that trailer, yeah. under the, 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 yeah. the truck. Come on. Like, and he yeah, picks for, up the gold. It turns like. For pure God, enjoyment. It's nerd right. heaven, dude. It's nerd heaven. That yeah. is that is true. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with an eight here. What's it? What's that? Uh... Well, while he totals it, real quick. So, just to what we were talking about a second ago, like <laughs> the one thing that the movie completely doesn't give you that the book creates is why everything is the way it is. You know why? Like why in the future is everyone obsessed with the '80s? You know, and you don't. I didn't get. Did you get that list? Because you haven't read the book. So did you understand why everything was like '80s music, '80s dress? It's supposed to be '80s dress code. Yeah, 80s games, film, like. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of like pinned it to it had something to do with Halliday, and and him being the creator, yes, and him influencing it very heavily. It's it, it wasn't the case until the competition starts. The competition is what sets off this like frenzy of learning about the 80s. Oh. Sixty years later, and all of a sudden, right. that just becomes like this new subculture where everyone is like all the all the classic like 80s clicks have come back. You know, the Breakfast Club. Like yeah. this is. It's, it's like worldwide, too, because at first, like when he first shows the contest, everybody, like the entire planet is involved in it. And that's sort yeah. of the immersion of the 80s that, that the book carries. Um, and I'm not trying to compare the movie to the book, but in the movie, I didn't even understand. I was like, why? Like, I was asking my kids, like, they just had no idea. Like, they didn't understand why. Right. Like, what's the point of all this, like, 80s stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, is it just because, like, that's what he put into the puzzle? Sort of like you were just saying. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. All right, so Ready Player One gets a 36 total. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Which puts it squarely between Spider-Man: Homecoming and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm actually quite fine. I'm, I'm actually just... scored that high. Damn. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think I think that I yeah. think that feels that feels that feels about right. Um, one more thing before we we move on here. I think one of the things that's really important and interesting to keep yeah. in mind is it Chucky. To oh, I forgot about Chucky. <laughs> oh my God, that was the greatest. <laughs> and it's true. And like, and I, so we talk about this a lot, and we talk, and and we're not doing great. And I understand that from an internal podcast perspective. But we talk about like keeping the PG thirteen rating and the one f bomb. Yeah. And I was like, there it is. There's their one f bomb. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yep. Chucky. Like that was so good. Uh, so uh, Ready Player One came out was uh, was a, a two thousand novel came out in two thousand eleven. Here's a fun. Here's something fun to think about. All right. When you compare that to today, in the seven years since that came out, one of the main reasons that I think this movie is one of the main weird things about this movie is uh, uh, in 2018, basically all of the technology that you see in that movie now exists. Yeah. It did not Most. in 2011. Now we don't have quite that. We don't have something with the computing space to be able to put everybody and that's or going full haptic suits. Well, but we no full haptic suits exist. Hmm. The technology exists for it. It's not consumer wide, level, right? It's not consumer level because yeah. there's not really a whole lot to do with it in that way. You know what I mean? But the rest of that stuff, yeah, it's there. You know, the VR is there. The tech, some of the the, the graphics are basically there, what's not there mainly is the computing power necessary to be able to put millions of people on to the same spot. Well, the same right, whatever. like notice how there's like no lag in the Oasis. Right, <laughs> There's right. no glitching in the Oasis. Even when you're in a rundown stack of RVs that 
again, an yeah. incredibly inefficient way to house people. Right? Well, just, in this movie just like, really inefficient way to do this. Now that you say it, like this movie does such a good. I didn't even think about that. Like twenty years from now, which is sort of when it starts taking place. Nineteen forty-five or twenty forty-five. Twenty forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. So thirty years. Well, but at the beginning of the competition, though, they're five. Oh, yeah. yeah. So five years before the movie starts. Right. So like twenty forty-two, roughly. Mm-hmm. So like, there's not flying cars. You know, there's nothing like you have these giant corporations like Google and Facebook, and they sort of reference these that are now like have these serfdoms and they're running things. And then people just can't afford housing, so they're stacking damn trailers on top of each other. Just like, incredibly inefficient. It's nothing like, <laughs> you know, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're cheap. And, you know, if you need to, you can just take them and, and wheel them over to the next state. That's true. But you can't, though. Why do they call them mobile trailers? They're not because mobile. They're, <laughs> like, they're not mobile. You, you can't, can't ever like, go anywhere. If you're the ninth one up, yeah. there's no way to pull you out. I <laughs> mean, even right now, though. like It's like a really, really <laughs> shitty game of Jenga. Exactly. They stopped, they stopped being mobile homes years ago. Yeah. At this point. It's manufactured homes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. That's, that's going to do it. So there's Ready Player One coming in at 35.5. No, nope, sorry, 36? 36. 36. 36. Yeah, we don't we don't do partial points. Says, when do we do uh, half points? Sorry. Actually, fun fact: our draft master was was uh, asked me earlier today if uh, I thought that the whether I thought the over under would be on it being a 35.5. Ah. Ha. Uh, would you go with over under? I said very close, but I said under, but not by a lot. So mm-hmm. I was off by a little bit. I still had a feeling. You owe us tacos, then. Yep. I owe you shit. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. I, wanted, I, don't, I don't want shit. <laughs> I wanted, I'm coming back to my ape ancestry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> please, uh, please don't give me that. So uh, uh, let's talk about superheroes. Uh, okay. okay, that's a generous term. Okay. For whoa, whoa, Super? I wanna, okay, okay, fine. I want to be really clear about this, okay? I am not making fun of this. Mm-hmm. I think this is weird, <laughs> but still awesome. You're okay. so generous with the word awesome. Go, <laughs> go on. I'm generous with the word super. And hero. He's not, he's, yeah. not a, he's not a superhero. Vigilante. He's a vigilante. I, I mean, feel like vigilante is generous at this point. Did you see? Did All you right, see go the on. Video? Let's, I did. Let's let's okay. let's let's tell the people who Ratman is. Okay, so Ratman is a full grown man. Nobody is, knows who Ratman is. No, it is is he full grown? Yeah, he definitely right. is a yeah. It's a, this is a full grown, almost certainly male. Mm-hmm. Not only because of the um, because of the video where you can see him, but also because I just don't know of any woman who would be like, I'm gonna dress like a rat. <laughs> like that's just not a choice that a woman would have made. Uh, I think she would have gone for a better costume. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just saying. That's fair. Slightly I, sexist, but fair. Well, I don't know. There's not a lot of men who would have dressed as a rat either. I, I think, it, no matter what, I think our cosplay friends need to maybe oh, help out that, the Rat Man, dude. That's right, Katrina. Help this man out. Yeah. Get this man a proper costume. Yeah, uh, def- he should have definitely gone with uh, Splinter. Not Ratman. Right. Come on. Well, I don't know if he was a name. I don't know if he, he may not have named himself. He's not trademarked. And he's supposed to be. Okay, so, anyway, so he so is. So he is a full grown man walking around the UCF. Uh, yeah, which that is the University of Central Florida for uh, the, our non local listeners. Thank all you. Two of you. Uh, and he uh, uh, is uh, patrolling. And uh, there's videos. You've got a couple of videos. Patrolling or just trolling? I think patrolling. Listen, thing. Don't knock this guy. You see him take out. Did you see the video of him taking out the bike thief? Yeah. Or at least what I'm hoping was a bike thief. It may have just <laughs> been just a guy. just a kid getting on his bike. Like trying to get his bike out of the rack. But you see the video of, of, of Ratman runs up. He tackles him to the ground and he kicks him while he's down for a while. Uh, you got to beat the snot of this guy. And then, and this is this is my criticism though. Ratman then runs off. Mm-hmm. Now there's no sound in the video. So something may have whatever, but he turns on and runs off while the bike thief is still laying there. Yeah. You got to tie him to a, fo- uh, a telephone pole. We yeah, all know, right? Just, like, or at least make sure he leaves, because like 
you run off. Preferably you tie him up upside down. I mean, right. That's what you're supposed like, to do. Yeah. Good thing this superhero left the bike for me to get away on because I now have two hurts to walk. Right. He's like, <laughs> you left him there with the bike, man. You can't. I don't know. Remind me of the Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Like, hang on. If, if every time I robbed a bank, I just got like the crap beaten out of me. I might rob a couple banks. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, this is all. Like, like this reminds me of the thing with uh, uh where I steal the car, Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. Guy steals the car. Like, this is my car. Like, oh. <laughs> my bad. Oh, my bad. Um. <laughs> But uh, uh, he's but he's out there and he's patrolling. Uh, the UCF police uh, have acknowledged his existence mm-hmm. and have actually called upon him and any other knights to help with uh, somebody spray painting a parking garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Libra. Uh, Libra? So Libra garage. Libra, Libra. Libra. What the hell is a Libra? I don't care. <laughs> it's kind of like a Liger, but different. Yeah. <laughs> a Liger would be way cooler. His, his Latin is weak. <laughs> oh, God. Um. But here's the no. I, I I mean, it's the whole. It's I mean, isn't mythology like the whole thing with UCF? Like the 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 freaking symbols of Pegasus yeah, for Christ's right. sake. Yeah, I should have. So obviously, yeah. That. Come on, didn't you go there? I did. God. But I never. Here's <laughs> the thing. Gradually, right? <laughs> no, no, he no. He doesn't even go here. Listen, I have never had occasion to say the word Libra out loud. I've read the word Libra a thousand times. I've never once had occasion to say it out loud. Oh my God! Have you been saying Libra this whole time? Like, if you look at, like, an astrological calendar, like, you're like, oh, and the horoscope for Libra today is... I never once have tried, thought about what it was was pronounced like. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's getting the papers. I love this so much. I just never... That's fantastic. Anyway, go on. Let's go back to that. I thought about it. Uh, Anyway. Library. (laughs) Like, it's one letter off. Anyway. Wow, you she really <laughs> right, hang on. What, how's it pronounced, Liz? Wait a minute, no, I just I just solidified why he's pronounced yeah. it right. Yep. Guys, I'm taking a lot of cold medicine today, and I just, I just this is really tickling me <laughs> for some reason. So back to Ratman. <laughs> so Ratman also uh, the police acknowledge him and mentioned him in yep. a tweet, uh-huh. and and I think that tracks. But um, here's the thing: <laughs> I want to know what the mayor's office has to say mm-hmm. because while the while the you know the 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 beat police are are on his side because he knows that, he, that he's got their back. You know the mayor's office is going to have something to say about this vigilante. Oh, well, yeah. and the commissioner. Oh, the commissioner. Oh. Commissioner is going to hate it. I really oh, yeah. want to know what the head of the local news is saying until Ooh. they become friends and come up with a signal. Right. <laughs> Which I believe at this point is just going to be a tweet. Hey, uh, <laughs> <A-O>, rat man. <laughs> I worked up a little logo for him. I, I see that. DC would have something to say about your logo, as would Disney. Yeah, I feel um, like there's a lot of copyright infringement happening. There's, I mean, like. Uh, our, our, our man Uwe Boll uh, probably has. Uh, you know, <laughs> All right, so I have I have many questions. Is this a student? We don't know. Probably because if this is not a student, this just gets really creepy. Uh uh oh, disenfranchised employee. Mm. Alumnus. I know, I know. A standard alumni can't work. Yeah, I just You've gotta like. I'll accept it if you're the 35 year old subway manager who's yeah, yeah. just had enough. Faculty member. Faculty member Whoa. again. That I'm okay yeah. with. But yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's what's his face's occupation in Kickass? The dad, Nicholas Cage. Does he have a job? I'm pretty sure Vigilante was his full time gig. Really? No, he had a job. I just don't remember what it was. He. I don't know if they even was he a produce, well, he was... produce section of a grocery store. That seems right. That <laughs> tracks. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'll I'll accept. But yeah, but if it's just if it's if it's some guy that lives over in like Longwood and drives over to UCF and walks out. That's weird. Right? That's being a vigilante is great guy. Like I want to know what, does the I want I want to know what Ratman's motive is, you know what I mean? Like I want I want more I want more Ratman. I want more backstory. This is the thing. I want to know. And this I want Ratman out. on the show. I exactly. 
bottom. I we want to interview Ratman. Hey, Ratman. I didn't look at that. Look yeah. at we're, oh, no, we're there. Sick of patient. Um, and just for the record, uh, Big Daddy from Kick Ass is a uh, retired police officer. I, um... I thought so because his buddy was the cop. I should have said it. Oh well, <laughs> I didn't say it. So now I'm faking it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely would interview Ratman because like this is not the first thing we've had. We've had uh uh. I guess they've kind of fallen out now, but you jump back about five, ten years, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of vigilante, like everyday people yeah, dressing yeah. up in costumes and going out and do vigilante stuff. It was a thing for quite a while. Not surprisingly, a lot of them in Portland. Uh, <laughs> which, if I was to guess what city had the most vigilante per capita, uh, and by vigilante I mean people that dress up in costumes and go around. Yes, I would. I would have guessed Portland. Indeed. So that 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 makes sense. But um, I actually know people in Portland that. Portland that dress up in costumes and go around and do stuff. It's not vigilante stuff. It's mostly drugs, but hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Seattle, not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that the people that I know. Just As a matter of fact, if I was going to go fight crime, some drugs might help. <laughs> well, don't forget Phoenix Jones from Seattle. Oh yeah, that's true. He was badass. Yeah, no, Phoenix Jones is probably the most well known. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but this is like this is like a call. Like, so we're calling to arms, right? Like. If UCF you, students, if you, if you know listen Ratman. to the show, if you can get Ratman, we want we want the FGS exclusive. We should have him in studio in costume. Obviously, I mean, we have to protect uh, his identity. Yeah, and I want to be clear. Yeah, like, like, all joking. I'm not joking at all about this. No, no, no. I'm serious. We and I absolutely would respect his identity, mm-hmm. wanting to keep it, wanting to keep it hidden. Oh, for sure. There would be. Do we have a sound changer for voices so we could make? We could make that happen. We yes. absolutely could make. That's actually that's pretty simple, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah. We will actually, Ratman. Look, we're putting out the rat signal. We're uh, we are putting out the rat signal. No copyright infringement included. Uh, <laughs> message us from a fake handle or something, and we'll we'll do this. I th- I think it'd be awesome. We mm-hmm. do broadcast to ninety percent of the greater Orlando area, so someone out there has got to. Uh, I'm telling to you, hear it. somebody out there, get us, Ratman. Get us, Ratman. But Ratman, if you're listening, we'll give you pizza. Thank you. It's been entirely too long since we interviewed a hero. You know, Tyler Durden. Uh, hashtag, hashtag make Durden, make Durden famous. Make Durden wait, famous. Wait, why is that so... <laughs> Remember the pizza rat? No. There's the, the video of the pizza wait, rat with yeah. the pizza slice yes. that he was taking down the subway. Just trying to feed his family, man. Yeah. He's got 400 turtles so, down there. So, rat man, we will get you little Caesars <laughs> if you come in. <laughs> all, right, all right. What if we cosplay as foreign turtles and we just sort of go hang out around the sewers just like sewer entrances at UCF. I think we make a much better Fantastic sewer Four. Sewer entrances, like manholes? Yeah. Like... I think manholes. I think manholes. Drains. Drains. Uh, Drainholes. Right? Urinals. Okay. I'm not hanging out near a urinal. <laughs> here's the, here's the that thing. That ends poorly I for actually, me. I actually uh, uh, don't... I'm not comfortable in UCF anymore. No? No. Mm. It's. A... I've been... Okay, so so let me, t- let me tell you a story. I recently was on the UCF campus with someone, and I looked at them, and I said, you know... Did I miss anything by not going to traditional college? And he looked at me and he said, no. And then a week later, I was there again. And as I was walking through the campus, there was a group of kids playing freaking Quidditch. Yeah. So I absolutely missed something by not going to traditional college. <laughs> yeah, totally. It, yeah, I, I, so... You know what we don't do in cupcake school? Let's play Quidditch. It's true. Who's the snitch? I'm going to be the snitch. Just pay myself gold. Run around all willy nilly. You can't catch me. Okay. <laughs> We're just making some notes over quick. here. Don't worry, Don't worry about it. it. <laughs> Proceed as normal. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll not use this on your next psyche, Val. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, well, I, I think for me, I think uh, when I walked through UCF, and I remember walking through UCF as a young man, mm-hmm. and 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 you know the 
UCF would there would just be there was just girls in bathing suits that would lay out in the sun, just like like all over the place. Like yeah. it wasn't a thing. Like it was a very common thing to see girls yeah. in bathing suits laying out on on the grass. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking through at 20, 20, 22 years old or so, going, "That is the greatest thing I've ever seen." But now at thirty seven, I'm like, "Can I get you a blanket? Can I get you like this is I'm not this is weird. You are." <laughs> You are very young, and I get that that's so my young. fault. He's walking with you're blinders just on. You're going to hand out strongs. <laughs> just, like, just, just for when you're done sunning. You know, like this. Just, here's a robe or, for you. You just, get a robe. Just right now. <laughs> and, I, and I 100% realize that that's my issue, not theirs. Uh-huh. Not blaming them at all. But it doesn't, and because that's a place that is not designed for thirty-seven-year-old corporate guys, it's a place designed <laughs> for college students, and so they're college students doing college things, not a college student. Like playing mm. Quidditch. Like playing, yeah. Well, mm. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, all right, I think uh, so. Ratman, we're yeah, call out, man. What's yeah. up? Sub. Hit us up. All right. Uh, let's do Liz's mom. Are we ready to do Liz's mom? Yeah, I think so. All right. By the way, did you guys hear uh, that the inventor of autocorrect died recently? May he rest in peace. <laughs> Damn it. Yes! Yes! <laughs> they both chuckled. Damn it. I got an audible <laughs> out of both of you. I'm, a, I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah, that was good, though. Uh, was I think it was your setup. <laughs> because it you, was. The delivery, you the made delivery. it seem like you were still looking for it yeah. when you started saying yeah. it. Yeah, well, she so. normally has to go back and reference it, but she had it off the top of her head. Yeah. Deliver, the delivery was solid. Yeah. It was, that was good. You're welcome. You got me. <laughs> you got me. You hear that, Liz's mom? Did you hear that, mom? They liked it. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. That was good. That was good. All right. Let's, uh, let's plug something shamelessly. Uh, why don't you keep going? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug, um, uh-huh. Oh my God. What am I going to plug? I'm going to plug roller derby. How uh, did, how did the, how did the thing on Burnett Park go? How um, the, it went really well. I saw um, the video that you we, posted on I our did, Facebook page. I did. I did page. a little live video. Me and, me and Hennessy were hanging out, uh, over the weekend. Did, did he spray his hair? He did. He actually had, instead of hairspray this time, he had a mixture of water and fabric softener in the spray bottle because that's actually very good for synthetic wigs. Fun fact. It's a wig? Yeah, you know. What? I'm what? so disappointed. What? 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 <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that was fun. Um, I don't know when Orlando's next bout is, and I should probably know that if I'm going to be shamelessly plugging this. Well, you're hopped up in cold medicine, so we'll also, allow it. Yeah, also that. And I would also like to shamelessly plug Dayquil for <laughs> keeping me upright right now. This episode brought to you in part by Dayquil. And 7-Eleven brand honey lemon cough drops. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. Elijah, are you shameless plug anything? Yeah, I want to plug generally board games. Hey, guys, get out there. Play some board games. All of them. It's like the new, like, electronic, you know? It's like, (laughs) it's the the hipster thing. Go back to paper, play some board games. They're pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. As always, you can find me at epiceventsorlando.com for all your DJ service needs. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, plug our friends over at No Place Like Terra. They just had a big goal on their Patreon, so now they are offering video nice. like uh, like us. So, yeah, welcome, girls. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Good for them. I'm so happy for them. That's good. That's good. Uh, a couple things I got for you guys. Uh, a couple podcasts that you guys should check out. Uh, first, we have uh, the Expats uh, drop their podcast. That's Mr. That's T. Our, Mr. T over over in uh, China has dropped his his new podcast. So check Mr. That one T, out. unofficially known as Mr. Taco, because he brought us tacos. Right. Not to be confused with the other Mr. T, who pities the fools. Uh, p- pities all fools. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, uh, also uh, our forest. 
who has been uh, on the show a couple times, has dropped his first episode. We'll, we'll promote it on the website once he gets his – he's finishing getting his stuff set up. Mm-hmm. But he dropped his first episode of uh, While You Were Sleeping uh, and also TN Strumpets, which is his uh, <laughs> episode recap for RuPaul's Drag Show. Ah. RuPaul's – what's it called? Drag Race. Wait, Drag what? Race. Mi- yeah. Oh, uh, okay, we've moved on. Forrest is doing that? Yes. That's incredible. Tea and strumpets? Yeah. But like tea, like the tea, like do you understand what that term means? Like you're serving the tea because it's the truth. Like you get that, right? Like tea no. and strumpets because horse. That's brilliant. What a great name. Well, it's Forrest, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's obviously it's too hip for me to get, so that's that's what I would expect to happen there. Uh, but yeah, so check out. We'll we'll get those links up on the website once he's get, he's got to finish fighting with iTunes, which as podcasters ourselves, Forrest, we understand. Forrest, please let me come on one episode of a RuPaul's Drag Race breakdown. I need to, I need that in my life. I need that to be a thing. I I mean, he's just whatever the guy does is he's just he's really <laughs> talented. So uh, I'm gonna be I'm very excited for for him until until he passes us in numbers and then I'll be better. Uh, <laughs> I am actually gonna plug. I'm gonna plug a show called Alex Incorporated. Yeah. So uh, I was a huge Scrubs fan, and if you were also a huge Scrubs fan, Zach Braff is now doing a show about him quitting his job and going to be a pod, do podcasting. <laughs> um, there, oh no! <laughs> yeah, there is a moment right there at the beginning. You you saw it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is a moment right there at the beginning of the show where it just like he does a thing. He's like, at thirty-seven, I decided to quit my job. Yada 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 yada. Like I sat there on the couch watching this with my wife. That he said that part, I paused it, and I laughed for a good. I don't know. Well, and then the, the next thing that he says is, "I'm ruining my life." Right. Yeah. And so I paused it. I paused at that point and laughed for a good 45 seconds. And honestly, when I paused, I knew I had to pause. Uh-huh. I wasn't sure if I was going to start laughing or crying <laughs> until the noises started coming out of my body. I wasn't sure. It was uncomfortably accurate. Uh, description of exactly where. As a matter of fact, if it, if I watched that show about two weeks earlier, uh, I might have I might have made more drastic decisions about my life. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a little more stable now and everything's fine. The difference is he scored in a meeting with like one of the Shark Tank guys. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, in there, the first episode. <laughs> well, well and the other thing here though is that he was like a lot of really really big podcasts. He yeah. already had an existing name and brand. Yeah, he was coming from a radio show. Right. right. When you're an existing radio show. It's a little bit easier. Yeah. I'm just saying. Otherwise, professional podcasting is like the uh, the cycloning uh, water going down the drain. Right. <laughs> like you've got you've got we've got better odds of making it here than we than than like NFL players. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But but McDonald's is looking pretty good. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you, are you just hungry or like you're like talking about $10 working there? an hour? <laughs> what are they up to? Twelve an hour? More than we're getting paid. Yeah. Get paid. Uh, that's a great time to mention <laughs> Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash for geek's sake, which is now spelled correctly. It's now spelled correctly. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Did I say that one? You said that one. Oh, YouTube. There we go. I know I was missing one of the big ones. All podcast places. All podcast places. And actually, increasing. We were actually were incorrect. We were not in all podcast places. We're now working on getting in all podcast places. Well, wherever you're listening to us through, please post a review. 
That's yeah. true. Uh, particularly iTunes. If you're on iTunes, we could really use iTunes reviews. That'd be great. That would be really, really helpful. The best. And it doesn't cost you anything. Not a thing. Except maybe 30 seconds of your time. <laughs> right. We all know is... that we're all running out of yes. that anyway, but come on. You got to find your iTunes account login. Ask for your password reset. <laughs> go to your email. Get the password. Reset the password. Log in iTunes. Try to find the podcast in iTunes because iTunes podcasting is horrible. Then once you find it, you got to find out how to make a review. Then make a five-star review because we deserve a five-star review. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> but easily, easily five minutes. Thank you. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, all right, folks. We want to once again thank everybody so much for listening. Uh, make sure you check us out on all the places that we talked about before. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, dragging it out just a second for your. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, Al Sterling saying, you have to understand my position. I'm a coward, and Jareth scares me. <laughs>